hello, this is Guillermo del Toro, and you're listening to Out Now Podcast. Hello. We are now recording, and this is Out Now with Aaron and Abe. I am Aaron, and as always, this is... Vampire Abe! Woo-hoo-hoo-hoo. We're now. expecting that one. <laughs> it's, it's, like, if, if anyone's supposed to point out what you've done, it's probably not supposed to be you, but you've done it anyway. <laughs> I like to... I like to it, it's, it's an audio medium. we got to point it out for people who want to see yeah, it. But there's three other people on this audio medium. It's like, we, one of us could say something about this. And you're like, yeah, I surprised you. Hey, remember when I surprised you? Like, that's what just happened. <laughs> the, you know, it's just me, me being growing up an only child. <laughs> I'm not a I'm an only child, and I don't do these things. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sidetracked. Out now is a film podcast where Amy and I discuss new movies weekly. However, every now and then, like to have these special bonus episodes, and it is October, which means it is one of the specialist of times of year for us when it comes to bonus episodes. Uh, this is the first of our 2019 batch of horror-themed episodes. Um, those that have been following along with us for years now know that we've been doing these horror episodes in October for. Quite some time, and we've covered a variety of topics from various decades in horror to different genres to director spotlights and more. And so, yeah, we have a we we've arranged to have a number of cool specials coming your guys' way, and this is the the launch of it for this year. Um, we are going to be starting with haunted house movies. So we Abe and I, along with our guests, we're going to be talking yes about the uh, the genre, the subgenre of haunted house movies, what that entails, some of our favorites or ones we just want to shout out and what have you. And joining Abe and I to discuss haunted house movies, we have from Why So Blue and the Cult Cinema Cavalcade podcast. It's the insidious Brandon Peters. Don't go in the attic. We're not. Also here from Joe Blow, a real changeling. It's Jimmy O. Oh my God! I'm literally watching that right now. <laughs> Whoa. I have that movie. Oh, it's it's one of my favorite movies ever. What, what so you don't know is Aaron's that. actually just peeping outside your window right now. <laughs> oh, I know. Pe- I see him. That explains the crickets. <laughs> I see him. Uh, Jimmy O. Jimmy yeah. O.'s other favorite uh, movie is uh, the remake of The Haunting, which I'm sure he's going to be lovingly <laughs> talking about this evening. That is one uh, of the few movies I've actually almost walked out of. Oh, like wow. I came so close to walking. It that's is a scared, tremendous huh? pile of garbage. <laughs> that's scared. That, that is one that's of the scared. worst. I, um, it, I, I literally one of the worst remakes ever made. I, I heard that movie in too like, much high esteem, so I have referred to it only as Jean de Bont's The Haunting. Oh God, that movie sucks. You so place bad. blame. I hate it. Man. <laughs> also, so one of bad. That, that's also one of our favorite questions on this podcast, which is which movies have you walked out of or almost walked out of? So we we uh, hit it again, Eric. Yeah, there you go. My favorite, my favorite part of Jean de Bont's The Haunting is when Owen Wilson turns and he's like, "Wow!" and then the thing knocks his head off. It's a, it's a that spectacular moment. That was a good part. <laughs> yeah, that wow. was. Uh, that, we should, that we should sucked. have done that for a genre for. We'll save it for next year. It's like some bad, scary movies. House on Haunted oh, Hill. We should Dan. do. Hey, that. That's House on Haunted Hill. Yeah, freaking, I like that one. Yeah, that's it's freaking. Get off our lawn, Abe. Compared to that, <laughs> yeah. That's a good movie, dude. I mean, you know, it's oh, fine. <laughs> oh no, stop! Uh, you, you, da, 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 da. Jeffrey da, Rush, damn it up, is fun. Yes, Lisa Loeb in, a, in an <laughs> elevator, yes. Yeah, I, you know, you stay flashback sequences. 
in hospital mm-hmm. words that's spooky okay we're already getting off the track yeah. let's let's get back on stuff. though yeah okay. let's we're, go. T- we're talking okay. about haunted, the haunting. House. We're talking oh. about haunted <laughs> house movies this week um so before we get to that let's get to some quick show notes real quick i i wanted to bring something up because things happened on this week's episode <sighs> abominable Abe and I, we play, Abe played it. Abe had a Abe had a game for us. It was a yeah. good game, but there was a point where he had he had us try to identify the name of the the malevolent force in Paranorman, right. and yes. we and it was it, the name was Aggie. I think, I think the your, the term I use was quote unquote villain. Yes, villain. But the the name of the <laughs> character the name of the character was Aggie, to which yeah. we. Ignorantly think, like after asking what's what's Aggie short for, and we just went with just short for Aggie, which made now like minutes after the podcast ended, I realized it's short for Agatha, and I felt really dumb about it. Yeah, so I need to point this yeah. out. Okay. I, I <laughs> that, would have told you that I was like, what's Agatha? I'll say that it's not like I was alone in this. Neither Abe nor David, yeah, all, neither of them also had an idea of what you, Aggie you was. We were all for. blank for a second. We all yeah, blank so, on this. Our, oh our bad. my god! So you, the crushes is You guys got really us. needed me. I don't want to get angry me emails. On that show. So I'm just. I saying. didn't see the movie. Yeah. yeah. Roll clip. Yeah. So I'm just glad <laughs> we've settled <laughs> that. <laughs> now good, that that's out of the way. Uh, I'll just make note also that it's still JW week, Joker week 2019, as we call right. it on this podcast. Um, yeah, J-Dubs. Yeah, J-Dub week 2019. Uh, so just, uh, you know, be prepared. That's coming. And uh, yeah. All right. Yeah. Let's move on. Let's get, let's talk about haunted house movies. All right. I guess the best way we can do this is defining what a haunted house movie is. Because I, th- I, I mean, I think there's a general Sounds idea. Simple. I think it's, I, I think it could be fairly simple, but uh, yeah, I think there's also kind of a, some wiggle room as far as what entails a haunted house movie. But like, let, let me start, Brandon. Let me start with you. When when I say a haunted house movie, what do you not necessarily through examples, but what do you generally think of makes that genre? I would say a place of residence or employment uh, seems to have paranormal activity happening within them. That is. For the most part of the movie, unexplainable, and it could deal with ghosts, demons, someone playing a trick. But as long as there's an uncertainty with that person in, and usually it it happens to a small amount of people, either a person alone, a family, just a couple people staying a night. Um, uh, There's usually something to do with it, but uh, it's a confined space that is haunted. I guess, yeah, I would say. None of that's true. Just kidding. <laughs> I, I, yeah, of course. It's, it's. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's a place where I, I, it doesn't have to be residence. It's a place where people go that something spooky happens, whether it's a paranormal, whether it's a, you know paranormal supernatural, or a, just something weird. Like I, there's certain movies that really aren't paranormal they're psychological but they uh, you know there's one i don't want to say right now but uh-huh. well hell i'll say session nine is technically yeah. mm-hmm. a haunted house yeah. movie but yep. there's it's not really yep. haunted per se so I, I yeah i think it's where unexplained events happen in a film in a generally in a specific location mm-hmm. i um it's in- like right now the door is opening right behind him oh my god <laughs> I, th- I think ah! it's interesting to look at the idea of a haunted house because, you, yes, for the most part, there's generally something supernatural taking place within it. But I guess when it comes to like a haunted house movie, is it purely defined by they happen to be in a place where stuff happens or is something about the 
the land that they're on and that the characters are on in particular mm -hmm. is that is that required for a haunted house movie? Because before think... you read my will, you must stay in my manor over the weekend. That's my favorite book, yes. grown up. Because no. I I imagine <laughs> like you can you can get yourself into a haunted house scenario. Uh, mm -hmm. in various ways where yeah one, obviously you've talked about the kind of paranormal or just some kind of supernatural base to what's going on within the walls of the house but but is it does the movie become a haunted house movie just because it's a place that is seemingly creepy and just ha like someone of some kind of threat happens to wander in the house like would you think of something like dracula as a haunted house movie because the occupant is Dracula, but it's not necessarily the house itself that is haunted. Like we're, we're no, kind of neither, no. neither, neither no, is Halloween not... resurrection. So. <laughs> Specifically resurrection. <laughs> uh, exactly. Great example. Oh my gosh. Buster Rhymes was so good in that. He was just trying to make a quick buck. I think if yeah, you immediately absolutely. know, if you're immediately aware of who that person is or the Dracula, because he goes out in the town, like he is the force, not mm -hmm. the house. Yeah. So he is. So he leaves. He moves in that. You know, in Dracula, he starts yeah. out at his house and then he moves um, and gets some new real estate. Although but... you know what, you know, I've got to ask this, and it's an interesting question. Would you? We would you guys technically, because it does take place in a haunted house, a Nightmare on Elm Street. Nightmare on Elm I Street would say. Too. Nightmare on Elm Street 3, I was thinking about that one for this because that one takes place in an insane asylum. Uh, it never really leaves there. That's the the prime point. And then also within the dreams, the how the haunted house is, is Nancy's old house now yeah, past, exactly. past its time, but haunted. So well, that's... Freddy... Sorry, that's why I bring up. That's why I try to bring up the maybe Dracula obviously wasn't like the best of examples, but that's what I'm trying sure. to get to as far as it's not as though like the like a Nightmare on Elm Street. Terrible it's, not Na, it's not as though Nancy's terrible. Okay, it's not as though Nancy's house is like specifically <laughs> haunted, but certainly events took place there, or at least are in tandem yeah. with things. Their that dreams are, are haunted. Yeah, uh, the dreams like, are, but I mean, the dreams uh, aren't the act, the house exactly. It's well, you know, a product this is sort of what what Aaron and I were chit chatting about like last week when we were prepping for the show too. Just super briefly is like, because I was asking him, wait, what do you mean, like a literal haunted house, like Amityville horror, where it seems like there's no real ghouls. It's like the house that's really doing something terrible to the people, and it's it's really driving them insane, kind of thing. Or is it a, a spirit that sort of inhabits the house? And then you brought the whole entire like burial ground stuff, and I was thinking. Is that does that encompass Pet Cemetery? Because I wouldn't really necessarily call Pet Cemetery a haunted house well, movie. No... Oh, definitely not. No. No. That's, that's a space a quiet and... zombie movie. Yeah, that's yeah, exactly. That's more of a, yeah. Uh, so I mean, like, but the they are on Indian burial ground, just like in Poltergeist. Yeah, but so. pol in Poltergeist, there's an actual structure that's been built and is essentially possessed by yeah, spirits. Okay. Like, and that so, so that's so that's like a, that's like a quick, to, like that's no 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 ghouls show up. I mean, I'm not saying like in Poltergeist, but they are saying like can. a haunted house, like okay, okay, all right. Yeah, there's 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 obviously wiggle can. room, and that's what I'm that's what yeah. I'm trying to kind of analyze. Which is very here. fascinating because again, I, when I think about like a haunted house movie, I immediately go to what you guys are saying, which is, hey, it's a movie in which something weird is happening inside of a house, home, apartment, um, giant hotel, motel that you guys are taking care of, kind of thing. But you know, mm -hmm. I and. I guess the other question I would have is, like, are there ones that you guys can think of, aside from, like, Amityville, which I haven't seen many horror movies, but are there, like, actual literal haunted houses? Well, there are haunted houses in reality. Oh, yeah. I mean, there was a movie last yeah. year 
based off a house that I've been to in San Jose. You're by it, the Winchester House. The Winchester Mystery uh, House. Which, which I I have been there. We've talked we talked about it on the podcast before, and I was I was relatively excited for that movie because for one thing, I think the Spirit Brothers, when they're good, they can be good. And because I just have a weird, like, I've been not to that. Not so I, much on that one. No, not so much. And I'm getting to that. Yeah, it's not a good movie. It's yeah. unfortunate because you have, yeah, what, you have um, Helen Mirren and uh, is it Jason Clark in that movie? Jason like, Clark. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, there's a lot of. Good cast. There's good, like, that, that, that plus the concept of using the Winchester house as a movie, like, mm-hmm. I really like that idea. And it's a shame that it was just, like, another dud of a horror movie that just didn't really. Mm-hmm. It didn't do like it. It tried to bring in like the elements of the house that made it weird because that house itself is weird. It has so many like weird construction going on, uh, multiple, so many different floors, rooms that hallways that go to nowhere, like all stairs that go nowhere, doors that go to just the outside, like it, like outside from yeah. above. It's just it's a weird place, and that's like, that's sure. an idea. And there's a lot, and there's other haunted houses that exist. Uh, yeah. Like that. It well, just... and, and I like I was telling you guys, I was actually in one mm-hmm. two uh, not a couple weekends ago. I was at the Washoe Club in uh, Virginia City, Nevada, as well as uh, uh, McKay, McKay Mansion, which uh, I, I actually had a really weird, messed up experience at. So, you know, it was uh, it, the haunted houses in the the you know whether if you if you believe in that kind of stuff, the haunted houses. If you actually go to a haunted house, it's certainly nothing like the movies. It's it's very mm-hmm. you know we did have a dam on us. Uh, we had a few other weird experiences. I had someone whispering to me at one Whoa. point, and there was no one. Oh yeah, I, I mean this place is like it, it literally. You go to Virginia City, Nevada. It's stepping back in time. I mean, legitimately, there's there's it, it's so. But so my experience, I guess I'll really quickly tell you. So I injured my neck during the trip and I was like in kind of a little pain, blah, blah, blah. I'll keep it real short. I went to the Mackey Mansion. The Mackey Mansion. My neck was unbearable. I mean, it was really bad. As we were about to go up the stairs, it was a private tour. I mean, my buddy and the, the people that, uh, this Halen and Katie, the host, and uh, someone slammed a door upstairs. There's no one there. We went upstairs and we looked around. I was just feeling like terrible. Like, massive pain and uh by the what uh, but right before we we're going to do the investigation i was in agonizing pain and they showed us an, they were showing us some images they got like some videos they took where literally you see a figure a black like outline of a shape of a man get up behind the woman who owns the house and it mm. was it was terrifying legitimately <laughs> terrifying but i I just told my, my buddy, I'm like, I've got to go to the hotel. I'm like, I'm in such, I think I'm going to have to go to the hospital. It was that mm. bad. And so I'm like, I left and I was walking away. And I noticed once I left the grounds, my pain almost disappeared. It was still normal neck pain, but it almost completely disappeared. Mm. It was so, so strange because I've never had an experience where I had actual flesh in the house or any anything i've never had that before so that was weird true to life story well yeah there you go that's a real life haunted house story yeah to shift gears a bit to um just kind of the like we've talked about the concept of haunted house movies i i want to get to kind of where we are with the origins of said haunted house like where do these things come from and the best i can the best i can go as far as like where these things tend to stem from in terms of pop culture is is literature 
I mean, which makes sense given the, mm-hmm. especially with like gothic literature, where you sure. get, where yeah. you can describe, you, you know, you in describing a lot of stories that kind of deal with the macabre or just things that are of a different kind, not just like a straight up drama, but something that's trying to be more thrilling. You know, obviously describing a, a dwelling that people are living in that that can evoke a lot of different kinds of emotions, and so you get a lot of early things um, that kind of naturally stem off of gothic concepts um but then you move on forward and you get things like the haunting of hill house by shirley jackson which is very famous of course um the, it's a richard matheson novel the hell, hell house there's the house of the clock in its walls which just got an adaptation to a movie last year uh stephen king's done a number of things turn, obviously turn of the screw the turn of the screw yeah, turn of the screw um edgar Allan poe i'm sure has a number of like the things that are at least oh, potentially yeah. connected I mean, to the haunted houses yeah of course uh, is there where do you, where do what movies like what's the what's the earliest in this kind of genre that you can think of because I I've had trouble trying to think well, of something. What year was the old dark that old dark house that I'm trying to think of the exact name. Well, is that, this is, is, that the, the, is that the name of the movie? Old, yeah, that old dark hold house. On, I'm gonna figure it out. Yeah, that that old dark yeah. house, 1932. Nine, yeah. Yeah, that's one I I remember. I I actually really like the movie. Yeah, it's a, that's a um, James Whale. Boris Karloff. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's a really really spooky, cool little movie. Um, I'm trying to think of anything else from that period, and it's weirdly I, I should know this because I know like a, a lot of, you know, I kind of grew up on those kind of scary movies, but I don't remember a lot of haunted house movies from that era. Mm-hmm. Well, you that's know? certainly not specifically about like the house itself. I mean, you can you could place. Yeah. I mean, you have like obviously like Frankenstein travels, you know, like to do the things or whatnot. He's not solely in, you know, the 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 giant cliff building that he's within his where he's doing his experiments and creating the monster. But I mean, there's he's and it's not you know it's not even based in super. It's not like he's haunting anything either. It's just a matter of like strange things are happening in this place mm-hmm. um something like mm-hmm. yeah the, that old dark that's that 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 is like the earliest one i can think of but then there's kind of uh because it's all mo- like as far as horror we've talked about this before but as far as horror goes in those decades it's more on the universal month it's on the monster aspect of things or in like noir and thrillers mm-hmm. as well, opposed to like straight up supernatural type things one thing they were doing back in the day too i don't know i think this was like the 30s or 40s but they were doing these things like these they're called ghost shows or whatever. Mm. And they would do the, there were these light shows and things and they would do, um, movies. Um, and they'd show them and they'd have things that would pop out and do like lights on the walls that would show spirits and stuff. It was like a, it was an event while going to a movie, be like double feature and had like people acting out there and stuff. And there's like no videos, photos from this era, but there are, uh, ads still around hmm. and and the idea of what was going on but they were more of a like the theater was kind of like a haunted place but i mean there wasn't like haunted house movies but you go see a, mo- like a monster movie too yeah it was a like, gimmick yeah not unlike what's his name um it was pre-william castle, William castle but, yeah. um that's probably what inspired like you know him bringing that kind of stuff back but there were these ghost shows yeah, adding a, a novelty yeah. aspect to go mm-hmm. see a horror movie or a monster movie or what have you so there was that. Well, that's not a, a film in particular. That was kind of the movie-going experience back then. Well, I, I mean, I'm sure there are things we're either missing or just overlooking. But I mean, I know the the idea the idea of horror 
or haunted house movies kicks into gear more like the hammer horror era for sure right like there's more mm-hmm. examples yeah yeah, you certainly you certainly get um, the gothic aesthetic that yeah. would be used for haunted houses a lot. That they're they delve into monsters a lot too. I mean, they were they yeah, were the, the you know the platinum dooms of their time, where it's like you know, we're just the next generation of studio remaking stuff you've seen before, but in a different light. Hmm. Um, like I can't even think of a I, off the top of my well, head, a Hammer one, Haunted House movie. was the Uninvited? It was the 50s, right? Like yeah. The, I believe. Uninvited, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah 50s. There's the Innocence was another one that gets... Um, well, there's the House that Drip Blood. That's all the way in the 70s at that point. Yeah. Like, still, I'm just trying to think of it. Yeah, like, exactly. I feel like Haunted House movie, like, even though I know there's a... Oh, wait, there's no, a, the un, Uninvited was 44. Sorry. Okay. It was earlier. I, I feel like, even though I know there's a number of, like, American examples that I certainly have picked out, along with some other fun ones um it feels like you can associate haunted house with with british horror quite a bit and maybe that's just because of the kind of the gothic architecture that goes along with that kind of thing that sure brings that to mind yeah clip clopping horses coming up to an old cobwebby house or yeah just like a european (laughs) thing in general candlelight yeah which again ties into the hammer aspect of things, but I mean, it just at least like British filmmakers yeah. are kind of trying to tackle that genre in some way. Yeah, nobody's going to be spooked by an old west town that's haunted, or I mean, that uh, like a, any kind of like house or something in the colonial United States that comes up. Maybe that's why it takes so long for us to get that in film. I don't know. I, no, that that's not. You're, you're not wrong. That's a because you have you know American film. I mean, where that's where the bastion of filmmaking's happening is in Hollywood. And to have yeah, people not... Uh, not only build these houses but live in long enough for them to die and then come back and haunt them, so it takes a while. <laughs> it also makes me think that haunted house movies generally, you know, there's a period associated with. Obviously, yes, there are many plenty of contemporary haunted house movies, but sure. you could easily associate a kind yeah. of period setting with those because the haunted houses are old, right? So I mean, mm-hmm. it's like it's, it's presumably. Either, so it's yeah. Or they've always been there, or they never yeah. were. Um, but the, so you either have characters that are living in a place that is old, or characters that are of the same time as the house had been built, um, mm-hmm. causing it to become like. Uh, I guess the best example of this would be the others, right? As far as plenty yeah. of time, yeah. Yeah. Um, not to go too far sure. into the others, um, but I mean that makes a whole lot of sense. Verse. So I gotta say, anyways. <laughs> Uh, I, I'm trying. I'm, I'm dancing around so much of what we can talk to when we actually get to some like major examples that we all want to point out. But uh, in doing that, because I we'll just kind of get to that pretty soon. I do want to mention just how the horror, the haunted house concept has kind of evolved over time, or at least has given us plenty of examples throughout decades that aren't just related to a dwelling specifically or something even earthbound. Because uh, you can argue, well, there's a lot of science fiction films that serve as haunted house movies as well. I think of something like Event Horizon. Absolutely. Event Horizon easily yeah. works, or Alien for that matter. Yeah, I even, guess, yeah. even like Solaris. Me. I mean, to an extent, Solaris isn't explicitly horror, but like the concept of just. Oh, no, that, that, I, I, I guess we could save that for another week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Although I, I will, I will say Solaris is horrible. So there you go. Oh, <laughs> sorry, you you're go. kidding. I hate that. The George Clooney one. That's a terrible movie. I'm not, no, 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 terrible no, part. no. The, 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 <laughs> oh, okay. the original, the original. Okay, good, good. Yeah, you scared me for a second there. I was like, please don't be talking about the George Clooney movie because I like terrible. both, but I was referring to the original. <laughs> Okay, good. If I if I want to say a remake, That's fair. unless it's like the thing or you know an obvious one, I generally point out the remake that I'm referencing. <laughs> but, um, 
But I mean, you know what I'm saying, though, as far as science fiction, where you have people that mm-hmm. are trapped in a, you know, in space. There's nowhere else you can go, so you're stuck in a location, and you have something that's... And know, no one can hear you scream. Yeah, exactly. And there's something that's well, genuinely yeah. terrifying well, there... stalking you in, in a place, yeah. Well, 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 I mean, I will save that for later, actually. Yeah, I'll save that for later, because I, I do, one of my examples is something that is a town. You know, okay. you're going to have a whole town that's haunted. So, but it's, you know, it's a ghost story, but I, I think it's fair to call it a haunted house film. I think it is. All right. Damn it. Well, I might be- have an example like that coming up too, Jimmy. Well, before I, before I wrap this part All up, right. I, I just want to mention, just to, just to kind of wrap up the genres, far as the script describing it's the lengths that it goes to video games have uh, obviously have made great use of haunted houses as well uh oh, you yeah can, you can think of the first resident mm-hmm. evil game which is largely exactly. say in a house uh yeah. you can mm-hmm. think of castlevania um dracula made uh-huh. out of war but castlevania is certainly a haunted house i mean that's the, it's the house of dracula but it's full of all yeah. kinds of things right um alone in the dark mm-hmm. uh speaking of sci-fi the dead space game series the first one in particular you're set on your it's such an homage to alien and among other things where you have one man pitted against a ship full of all kinds of creatures uh the the uh, the the Silent Hill, uh, not Silent Hill, but the PT, the uh, the Guillermo del Toro thing sure, that was a video yeah. game that was like a, that got canceled, but it's well, it's literally demo. you like going through. But, a house. Yeah, you're you're stuck yeah. in a circular, like a, a cyclical struck setup where you just can't escape yeah. it, but it's creepy and odd because you're in just this weird location, and of course Luigi's Mansion, um, with uh, Gooigi, right? Mm-hmm. Gooigi, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so yeah, video games. I think, and it's just because of that format, because you're interacting with it, it you know, it it, it can produce scares quite easily. I would say, uh, sure, depending yeah. on the kind of game you're playing. Oh, in the dark. I mean, that gets uh, into your your uh, the next point about the popularity of things. I mean, it's so ubiquitous the haunted house genre, right? And I'd say it's probably one of the more popular scary movie things to go see in a theater. I mean, you know, we see slashers and stuff like that too. But I mean, the haunted house. People like line up for that stuff, don't they? I think what helps more is that you can replicate yeah. that in reality. Um, you know, you How get a lot. You, you well, you get. I mean, you go you can go to what? Not Scary Farm or Universal Studios or just like yeah. whoever, like ran, whatever random. Like uh, when I was younger, there we used to when we go trick or treating. There used to be like guys and that have like the big houses that set up their whole house to be yeah, a haunted house. Yeah, I mean, that were really cool. Yeah, the the cool ones. They <laughs> yeah. give you not fun size candy bars. Um, <laughs> But I mean, like I'm saying, like as opposed to just dressing up as like Freddy Krueger and running around fake slashing people, creating a haunted house is something that happens. Like that's been very popular. Um, even like mm-hmm. not necessarily escape rooms, but escape rooms have a lot of the same kind of elements. There's a mystery. There's a mystery involved. Um, it's not necessarily about scaring you. It's obviously about you know collaboration, teamwork, and using your wits. But I mean, there's that's not what that's not what they're for, Aaron. It, there's something to the idea of trapping you in a location and having <laughs> you kind of figure yourself figure it out in the same way that you're at, sure. you know, watching a haunted house movie has you figuring it out in its own way. I mean, in some degrees, it's it's almost used so widely that even in like a slasher movie, you will have like a haunted house sequence, mm-hmm. like whether it's the the slasher waiting in a room somewhere, what have you. But, you know, I'm thinking about, like, Us, right? Just came out. I mean, that whole entire mirror maze thing is on in house sequence. And yeah. Or even it, his, his previous film, Get Out. I mean, they're, they're in that, they're in that family's that's house. That's a better has, example. That, that has a whole that. number of things going on underneath the floorboards. Yeah. I mean, there's... I mean, yeah, yes. What you're saying is that there's a lot of crossover within the genre, which is not unheard of. We've yeah. talked about that plenty of times as far as how you meld different genres together. Um, and, yeah, I mean, you can connect... Like, like, I mean, you guys mentioned Nightmare on Elm Street already. You can, I mean, that's you know, that's a slasher film, but you have you know 
locations that are directly involved that kind of you know uh, tilt their way towards the haunted house genre as well. Um, with all that, let's let's well, get to. Dude, even, yeah, yeah, wait, me... let me do really one quick. Sure. Yeah. Halloween. You know, they the Myers house. It's, it's yeah. considered haunted by all the kids. So it's like, yeah, it's it pops up everywhere, man. I don't have this not, on my list. Just want to okay. make it clear: not Halloween Resurrection. That's they... not where you start. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm not talking about. Yeah. I don't, I don't <laughs> have it on. I don't have my my list. And this tips. What well, something we'll be covering later, but I mean, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. The Sawyers have a house of horrors, essentially. Un- like until the yeah. first, until the first person gets it, it's kind of a haunted house. Yeah, I mean, it's this place there. Yeah. Th- these characters are literally like exploring out of like, a whim. Like, there's there's a lot going yeah. on. So, quick question for you guys yeah. on Halloween. Yeah. As as a real estate agent, aren't you just like you know I'm never gonna sell this. Maybe the town should just demolish this house where some family's daughter was murdered I mean, and Abe, their son no Abe, he sells it to Abe, his brother Abe, as as you recall i mean lori yeah. lori strode's father mr strode he had her drop off the, the keys at the house the where keys. michael was in at the time and you know clearly yeah. mr strode is like i'm gonna do it haddonfield uh, has I'm had this house one. haddonfield has had this house in the lot empty for for 20 years and you know what <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna turn it around. I'm gonna I'm gonna rebuild he's, this he's town. He's Gil. He's trying to get his uh, green blazer. Oh, he's not Gil. He's 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 Roma. He's he's Al Pacino in Glengarry Glen Ross. He's hey. gonna make the deal happen. He's gonna turn that house oh, around. He's, not, he's gonna he's flip not it. Roma, like in the 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 la, the Roma from the other last year. No, no, he's not. He's <laughs> no, not no, Alfonso Cuarón's Roma. Roma. He's a. Hey. Oh, okay. He's I thought he's, he's Ricky Roma. He's gonna Halloween, make... Halloween kills and Strode sells. Got yeah, it. Exactly. Yeah, that's, yeah. Damn right. Yeah. That's yeah. that's uh, his. Right. That's Mr. Strode's I, slogan on his real estate. I, I assume. I assume that's what the plot of Halloween Kills is going to be. It's going to be. Ta- it's going to be exploring how <laughs> Jamie, how Lori got estranged from her daughter, and it was because of the real estate deal she was trying to fulfill for her late father, and it caused a whole bunch of strife. Exactly. And that was a big deal. Well, and then Halloween ends is them sitting in signing paperwork over about the house. Exactly. Yeah, it's really going to oh, take oh a God. shift away from that the slasher is, area scary. and become more of like a yeah. courtroom drama slash psychological thriller. And then the scary part is when the financial crisis hits and the house is worth less than the mortgage. That's the biggest twist of yes. all. Like they promoted the whole H four O thing last year, how it's forty years later, but really it's set in two thousand and seven, and so yep. it's, it's going to take a big twist. Wow. <laughs> Why are we not in Hollywood movies with David Gordon Green? That's what I'm saying. I don't know. That's a good point. Because <laughs> yeah. we all didn't want Z- Sartan in the last one, but he insisted, so we walked out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not like Sartan. I, uh... <laughs> all right. That's enough of that. Let's get to, let's get to our picks. So what we've done here, what we try to do on these episodes is, in addition to talking about the genre and exploring it in various ways, um, myself and everyone else, we all picked at least f- five movies uh, to talk about that relate to the genre. Not necessarily our favorite movies of the genre, but we ones did? that we wanted to shout out. Uh, yes, we did. Uh, you did too. And okay. uh, so I, I think as a result, we're going to get a pretty cool list. I'll try to keep track of it so I can post this later on the Facebook page or whatnot. So any listeners that haven't Please seen some of these movies uh, can uh, you know be sure to check them out if they want Damn to. Damn it. Um, but um, Brandon, let me start with you. What's your What's the first movie on your on your list here? Uh, I'm gonna go classic. We'll start uh, Legend of Hell House. Hmm. This is like the ultimate hmm. ghost hunting classic. 
haunted house movie. It's got um, Roddy McDowell in it. Um, yeah. Cl- Clive Revel, who is uh, the voice of Emperor in Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> you yeah. remember? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but it's uh, about these. Uh, Michael Goff's in it as well. Um, is it's this a Hammer cl- film? No, no, it's not. Um, but it's the one uh, inspired uh, some of Don't, the Edgar Wright uh, trailer. I was going to bring that based up. Based off yeah. this. Mm-hmm. And um, it's about these these mediums all all the different type of people that go into go like you know the warren type people and stuff that go into a house and figure it out and they have to they go in this mansion and shit starts happening to them based like personally and stuff and it's just got all those classic scares it's a bit slow burning um it's a bit twisted and weird at times too which you wouldn't expect i mean it's the 70s so those can have some moments that you forget like oh yeah they they did go for it uh back then quite a bit but I don't want to spoil it and stuff for people because it might be one that people may have heard of or I don't know. Once you once you're into this movie, you're like, oh yeah, this is classic ghost tale, and this is like one that does it best. Did you like, say the hunt? It's the Legend of Hell House, right? Legend of Hell House, yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I, I just looked at my movie. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But yeah, yeah. This millionaire has them come to this house. Oh, it's. Because so it's got great atmosphere. If you're an atmosphere horror person, you gotta go there. Um, everybody's got a little secret behind them that starts coming unveiled through it. Um, got a lot of research. If you like that, the ghost hunting, the people listening to the tapes and stuff like that, it's all here. This is the one I. To me, it's kind of the one that sits on the pedestal that I'll pull from and maybe do better, or you know, just kind of use it as a starting point. But this is that ultimate classic that we haven't talked about the the premises of a lot of these films but there's not too many like there's not too much separation between the general premise for a haunted house movie one is the a very seemingly a weirdly popular one is eccentric millionaire invites people to their home to stay in it yeah like agatha christie uh, often people yeah that that's one of them yeah the other is like we've inherited this place we have to stay here tonight or a will is being read yeah exactly yeah yeah yeah. so like an inheritance type situation or uh we happened upon this like that seems to like are there any others that like (laughs) <laughs> beyond like those three like setups oh, sure. like everything's we got this pro- we got this property really cheap right there you uh, go yeah we, yeah we yeah yeah why yeah. was this on sale i don't know well, but that, it worked yeah <laughs> those are the uh, main those are the main conceits yeah i mean there's, like there's, there's obviously like variations on those things like yeah. eccentric millionaire mm-hmm. inheritance we purchase it for cheap or we happen to find it somewhere like <laughs> Yeah, Absolutely. those are yeah again Absolutely. mainly those, but again you do see curveballs like James Wan where it's like the house isn't actually haunted; it's actually just you. <laughs> Even though you move in the movie, yeah. it's still following you. Well, Abe, let's get to your first one. What's what's on your list? First one that I had here, which we mentioned, was the others, and that's um, a haunted house movie that I think is pretty neat in its uh, depiction of uh, the time travel part of things, but also the twist in it where there's like a, a nice setup of. Nicole Kidman and her kids are being rub aroused by spirits and they can't figure it out. And, and, you know, it's taking place or is it world war one or world war two? Cause her husband leaves and he comes back, but I can't forget. I, I forget which war it is, but still, Hold on, one let, me, of those. let me find it. It's, um, it's 45. So it's, yeah, it's world war two. It's world war two. So you it's, don't need it's to go very... too far into what actually. Sure. Happens. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. But it's a unique setup in, in that, you know, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm waiting for my husband to come home and, 
you know, as I'm holding down the fort from these spirits, uh, what else can happen except, you know, I start seeing more and more apparitions of things. And it's well done. It's, it's well made. I've mentioned it before. I mean, it's it's one that you can totally introduce, like, 12-year-olds to because they're going to be spooked. But also there's there's not a whole lot of, like, bloody stuff, per se. Um, so it's a, it's an interesting haunted house movie. I'm going to throw I think... this out there because I, I'm not sure how many are with me because I'm generally in the minority in this. I don't really like the others. I... I, I like it well enough. I think it's I I I like what it's doing. I like yeah. where the story goes, and I think Kidman's very mm-hmm. good in it. It just never does anything for me. It's it's like, and that's fair. Yeah, you know? no, that's, I, I'm really not trying to yeah, criticize no, anyone for like obviously. It's just like every time I I've, I've tried to watch it, like, I've watched it three times, and I'm like every, I'm like every time it's like this time it's going to be it. I'm going to get no, why people not, like it's this movie. Change, buddy. <laughs> it just, well, you it remember... just doesn't sit with me. Everybody remember that this trailer was like uh-huh. big because it had the scene with the mommy or yes, yeah. whatever. I am your daughter. Yeah, I am your daughter. And, and the movie yeah. was a hit. Like this movie made this was a big was summer. Big. Big. It, it, it was a big hit. Yeah, and it had a it, it had a plot point similar to a movie that had come not out like not too much earlier than it that no one seemed to care that mm-hmm. it was you know it was like oh it's this again but. Wait, which movie? I forget. I'm not gonna say because Aaron seems to not want this, so I'm gonna hold it like that. But um, <laughs> okay, alrighty, there you go, there you so, go. So, uh, but yeah, it's. I think it was well enough, and at the time, I don't feel like they were making many horror movies like that. I don't think we were getting the classic period For sure, type horror yeah. at that time. So that was sure. kind of a refreshing thing, and Kidman was huge mm-hmm. at the time because this was like around the time where it was like, give her a damn Oscar already type yeah, deal or had she yeah. won one by then i don't think it's just yeah before the hours yeah i was gonna say it's kind of like in that in that area but with the hours kind of thing but she hadn't won anything mm-hmm. but yeah but yeah. anyhow yeah jimmy well you know uh, mine my first choice was already brought up and it's a fantastic film the changeling with a uh, yes george c scott, george scott. as I a musician who it's a wonderful, wonderful film. It is absolutely terrifying. Uh, Peter Middick directed, uh, again, George C. Scott, Trish Van Devere, Melvin Douglas, about a composer who's who has a tragic happening in his life. He moves to this mansion to try and get away from his memories and record music. And something, you know, the house begins to things, strange things happen. And it's mm-hmm. it's. It's not your typical horror, uh, like haunted house movie, because it's first of all, it's incredibly smart, incredibly well done, and incredibly scary. But it also has a really dark twist to it, a really dark twist to it. The why the ghost is haunting that place, what happened to that whole story, is freaking fascinating. And and honestly, like Scott Scott is just phenomenal in this. It's a it's a marvelous film, and uh, the seance scene, the, the 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 kid in the water. I mean, it's if you've never seen the Changeling, I you stop what you're doing. It's on Shutter. Watch. It's right having now, a resurgence honestly. right now uh, because like it disappeared for a while. Like <laughs> oh I mean, yeah, I mean oh, it was yeah. like this underground movie, but I think it's getting found. And it had a it was spotlighted on the Eli Ross um, History of Horror last year too, which I thought was like I was like whoa. They put the podcast awesome. version of our show. Or sorry, the movie, yes. the, the TV yeah. show version of our, of our podcast. <laughs> yeah, yes, uh, with, yeah. with less informed people. But um, yeah. so, 
yeah, that that's cool. And was this one of the first message from beyond the grave type ghost story horror movie haunted house ones? I, I think it's one that certainly put it in mainstream. Yeah. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I, I you know, I don't remember quite that way, but I don't think not not necessarily. I don't think it was one of the first maybe I it was I, just, I don't want to call I don't know. it. It's, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, definitely not. It's it's just it's weird because it has so many layers, and I, I, I really, if people are just expecting another haunted house movie, yes, it is that, but it's it's got a lot of layers in that. It's got a lot of layers about loss, uh, uh, you know, family and and scumbags. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. Well, uh, one of the characters is awful, you know. And it's weird that George C. Scott's not an actor you associate too much with horror, but he's in two great ones with oh. this and Exorcist Three, and. Yeah, he, he's brilliant in this. Well, he in, has an intensity that just kind of works. <laughs> it's, right. It's just, oh my gosh! Yeah, so much so. It's like when you so put Gregory Peck in the movie, in the Omen. It's like, yeah, this is this doesn't seem to fit, but sure, it fits. <laughs> or or mm-hmm. Paris Hilton in House of Wax. Those are the three that I call to mind. Of course, yes. <laughs> George yeah, Scott, of course. That's, that's Gregory exactly. Peck, and Paris Hilton, and, and Paris Hilton. Yeah. Paris Hilton. Yeah. Aaron, Aaron, what's your yeah. pick? Uh, my pick is 1977's Hausa, or House, the Japanese Aha! horror mm, film. I like it. A part of the Criterion Collection. This movie Ooh. is nuts. <laughs> this, is, this is the craziest. This is one of the craziest movies in the Criterion Collection. That's for, that's for sure. It's produced by Toho. Uh, it, it's about these uh, six schoolgirls who travel to their ailing aunt's home, and the house basically eats them one by one it's oh fascinating there is uh, there is so much we, have you, i assume brandon you've seen house right it is so crazy yeah. you don't need to bring the drugs it brings the drugs to you yeah, it's, a, <laughs> it's a real like psychedelic smash of a movie as far as oh. like the, the premise i've set up for you is like yeah all right that's easy enough to understand but the way it's shot and like how wild it gets as far as showing the house doing things and coming to life in weird ways, it, like it, I I can't imagine what audiences in the '70s thought of this movie. Now there's a lot. It like plays comedic in the same way that like the the Evil Dead can in certain moments, even though it's there's certain intentions there. This movie, again, especially because it's in Japanese, it's hard to like know from my perspective just how this stuff is supposed to register as far as seriousness goes. But I mean, in the right atmosphere, the movie is super creepy. Like it has a lot going on. Sure. It's, it's why sure. it's way colorful. It, it has the, the house just doing all kinds of things. The, the climax of this movie, it's been a few years since I've seen it, but the climax of the movie gets insane as far as the amount of, I don't know, structural destruction taking place and, and how like, uh, just how far it goes to take out the the, the girls in this house. It's it's a it's sure. a it's a wacky movie. <laughs> it is it's a weird one. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, I'm house. looking forward to it. Um, yeah, you know, I haven't. I've seen it's been so long. I'm like, I think I need to revisit that one. Maybe that's a good one for this month. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's 90 minutes of wackiness. That's for sure. Uh, it's <laughs> never boring. Ninety minutes of wackiness. It's never boring. That's that. That's one thing you can certainly say about House. Like Legend of Hell House. Yeah, there's some pacing. You got to get through some stuff. This movie pretty much kicks you off. It's like we're we're in for it now, guys. Like you're ready. <laughs> um, Brandon, what's your nice. next pick? Uh, my next pick. 
Uh, we will go. We'll, we'll go forward. Something newer. Uh, the Innkeepers. Oh, that was on my list. <laughs> Ooh, that's a good. Oh, one. I can do something good else one. if you want. No, 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 do it. Hell, oh, hit yeah. it. Okay, the Innkeepers. It's um, Ty West film that followed uh, House of the Devil. Um, kind of playing House of the Devil. I don't think fits the haunted house thing. Because yeah, it's a, it kind of Abe asked me about course. this. That it's like satanic I, panic. More. Yeah. Uh, I got it. Okay. I, yeah. Um. But this one follows on like his, you know, what he learned from that, and puts it into full force with these two people who work at a, an inn uh, overnight that's that's haunted and stuff happens to him. Played by Sarah Paxton and Pat Healy, who Pat Healy is great. Like he's not enough in enough. Oh, movies. he's so good. Um, and they're both really good in this movie. Yeah, and they have uh, Kelly McGillis. Um, she's in what? it too. Uh, yeah. yeah, she's like a a psychic or something. And uh, but this movie just has really good spooks uh, pacing, it, and I, I hate when people throw like mumblecore at like Ty West movies when he's just you know slow burn and stuff. But um, there's a big there's a distinct difference between mumblecore and what Ty mm-hmm. West is doing. Like what Ty, like, like his, his films, like they're not cheap looking. Like that's a big part of the point of mumblecore is how like the right. aesthetic is like. We just threw this together on our video cam. Like the Ty yeah, West he's movies, planned this out. Like yeah, Taiwan's movies are super elaborate and play. Like there's structure to mm-hmm. them. They look great. <laughs> they have good pay. They have classic looks and payoffs. You can see everything that's going on. I really like just hanging out with Sarah Paxson and Pat Healy. Yeah, they're, there's a lot. There's a good amount of like good-natured humor that comes from their scenes together when they're not dealing with the haunted motel mm-hmm. hotel aspect that they're dealing with. And yeah, the, 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 the Yankee the, peddler. That's the honey, the haunted stuff isn't overdone. Like it's because you feel the course of the night and things, and it's yeah. There's just there's good jumps. Like it'll get you. Like oh, yeah, there, there's really two well jumps in particular that I can still think of, and I haven't watched the movie as a whole in a mm-hmm. good number of years. But like it, it's like when they're downstairs, there's, there's a one, and yeah, there's yeah. one in a there's one in a bed that gets me. Yeah, like yeah, really yeah, great. Yep. Yeah, yeah, but this yeah, it's mm-hmm. it's. I mean, it's classic. It's it's fresh, and um, it was really people were really hot on it back when it came out. But I haven't heard much of it being brought being brought up hmm. uh, much around this time of year. But it's it's a good one to, and the poster is awesome too. So land yourself. A, yeah, I yeah. agree. Tyler's sure. had a sick run as far as from he that, did that, like the the House of the Devil, not counting Cabin Fever, but like House of the Devil, Innkeeper, the Cabin Fever two. Uh, yeah. which, which I know he also does not like. Uh, but How's the Devil in Keeping uh-huh. and The Sacrament? Like, it's just a good mm-hmm. set of movies. Um, the Sacrament's anyway. good. Jimmy, what's your next uh, movie? Yeah. Oh, me? Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm going, I'm going for a little movie. It's one that I don't think a lot of people have heard of. Um, <laughs> it's a very small film. It's this director. His name is Stanley Kubrick. Uh-huh. It's called The uh-huh. Shining. Uh, ah. Never heard of it. Never heard here's of it. the thing. This movie, and I know Stephen King doesn't like the movie, and I know I don't care. It's <laughs> one of the best Stephen King adaptions of all time. The 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 yes, it is technically about a guy going insane, but my God, the supernatural elements are. Can I say? Can I say the F word here? Yes. Yeah, yeah I, I forget. Yes. Are, are fucking amazing. Amazing. I. It, you know, I watched this on a plane. I watched it again because I've seen it several times. I watched it going to London on a plane, and it still 
gave me chills. It's just this the, these characters. These, these, you know, Shelley Duvall is so underrated in this movie. Mm-hmm. She's so yeah. unbelievable, even though she's being terrorized by the director. Uh, she's so marvelous, <laughs> and it it feels like like it's one of those movies that it almost doesn't feel like it's aged. It feels like it's a period piece. You yeah. know what I'm saying? You feel like you're watching something that's relevant today, and I, I, I it's such a marvelous, marvelous movie. There, it, from from the very beginning to the very end, I, there, it's just, it's a masterpiece. It's one of the best movies ever made. Like even like if take yes. out whether you like horror or not, the technical level of that movie is unheralded and still just wows me today. Like I just watched this movie 100%. two days ago, and I just still blown away it moves really fast for a slow plotting two and a half hour movie it moves really fast and the way the camera moves through that it's unrivaled like moving the camera through that hotel the big shots and i and i said this no matter how small of a screen you watch this on it still feels humongous like the the movie looking at like the mountains watching it the watching on a plane i still felt it I they need to make that. an it's IMAX huge. cut. An IMAX cut of this movie would be amazing. Uh, Just on a big that would be a dream. Because Kubrick uh, shot this. He shot his movie starting with Clockwork for four four by three TV safe. Uh, so his movies are framed to yeah. fit both. And oh, wow. um, yeah. a lot of people were there's some complaints because it theatrically screened at one eighty five on on home video uh, for Blu ray. And uh, for 4K, it's 178. You're not missing a lot of information, and it's also been framed in a way that that doesn't matter. Um, because mm-hmm. Kubrick was thinking about uh, sh- the movie, sh- his movie showing on TV, and he wanted best he could to control what it looked like there, and so people would have maximum effect. Because he was like an early Tarantino, where he carried about he cared about the life of his film after and how people would see it. Sure. So his movies, uh, Clockwork, Barry Lyndon. Um, a shining a jacket. and jacket are all framed. Shot, yeah. are all framed. You can do it either way. So if you're watching it in four by three, you're not watching it wrong. I uh, I mean oh, wow. I don't have too much to add about the shining. It's one of my favorite movies ever, and mm-hmm. generally in my the at least top good. five of just horror movies in general. I mean it's it's but I watched it not too long ago. I, I'm looking forward to Doctor Sleep, but it's mm-hmm. like I mean oh yeah. How do you? It's not like it's going to be equivalent to The Shining, which is just a masterpiece and all. Of there is no no way. And then, look, Doctor Sleep looks really good. I'd yeah, I really like Mike Flanagan. Yeah, Flanagan's yeah. solid. But yeah, he's no Kubrick. He's terrific. Yeah. Now, that that movie is going to be. It's it's good. I, I, it's insanity. I want to watch that it is captured now. on film else. too. Yeah, like the filmmaker, like Kubrick, yeah. was going like the the stories of like. He wouldn't. You can't make a movie like that nowadays at all. You can't. You couldn't have made it. You could barely have made it back then like that. If people got word, I know faster on like how things were going and look what we. I mean, the end product was great. Was it worth what people went through? I don't. That's the movie's still great. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> at like, least you had some hesitation there, Brandon. I yeah. do because it's yeah. like, well, I love this movie. It cost people it a lot of things. Yeah, it yeah. literally destroyed Shelley Duvall's life. It seems like it yeah. literally didn't help her. That's so, a, she, uh, is, yeah. she is proud of yeah. that performance, and she, she should be. It's a like it's, yes, we could easily talk about Jack Nicholson, but he's Jack Nicholson. It's not like but there were people right. trashing no. that performance from yeah. high public places that probably didn't help that either back then. It's she's Here's... been very appraised, but 
Um, yeah. Well, here's the problem. It was a very, it's a very, it was, a, you know, it was just after the seventies. It was, she, her reactions were pretty right on, especially if you look at women who are abused. She it looks was, like she's seen a she, ghost, like genuinely yeah. looks like she's seen a ghost in that movie. Yeah. 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 God, that's so good. Let's, uh, let's, okay, that was my hey, pick. Yeah, good. Let's push forward. <laughs> Abe, what's your next pick? You know, my next pick is a movie that I didn't really like all that much, but in thinking about the genre of haunted houses and whatever, so I was like, you know, I, I think this one would fit. And it's Aronofsky's mother, and it's um, huh. okay. Yeah, it, yeah. It's very yeah. Like, again, I didn't well, enjoy it as much as like I think Aaron. As I think the three of us do. Because, yeah. Oh, yeah, or I guess three yeah, of you guys. But, I love that movie. But when you I, think I about it, it was on all of our top tens day. Yep. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> Wait, but, you said it wrong though. You said it wrong. It's called Mother. Mother. <laughs> exactly. Lowercase M. But it's a it's an interesting movie because. You could argue that, you know, there, there's tons of parallels and tons of metaphors, tons of symbolism, imagery, whatever. But ultimately, it's like this woman who's in her home. She doesn't know where her husband is. She keeps on hearing weird things. Sound design in this movie is incredible. Um, people just show up at her oh, door. And it's it's it is there's a really wild sequence at the end there where everything does shit does hit the fan. And even I'm like, I'm kind of spooked out by what I'm seeing here, even though there's imagery of like Jesus and whatever else, too. Um, it's like it, this is unsettling. And ultimately, you know, it's uh, it's just a woman in a house in in the country and you, weird things happen. You've made a fantastic pick mm-hmm. because I couldn't yeah. I didn't even think of this. And it's so it didn't cross my mind. You didn't even like this movie. And you thought of this. Movie. I but didn't it's like, like it, it a lot. But, but, again. It's, but it's a it's a great choice because you're absolutely right. And it, but it, it hits haunted house movies at another level because, yeah, it's an entire it's, you know, it's a big mm-hmm. parable for all kinds of things. Right. Whether you want to talk about the yeah. environment or you want to yeah, talk about mother, religion, other time, et cetera, or you want exactly. to talk about religion. Like, yeah, uh, Aronofsky was certainly going for something there, but he stages it all within the confines of this house. This is a perfect example of, a, of an alternative choice for a haunted house movie. Did it uh, for the fans, mm-hmm. buddy. Okay. <laughs> um, God, that's good. Uh, my next oh, pick... Oh, I've got one of those too, buddy. <laughs> yeah. My next pick is the one that, Jimmy, you alluded to earlier. It is Session 9 um, from Brad Anderson. Oh, oh, um, and that, that movie, I, I'm a huge fan of. I was really happy when Shout Factory or Scream Factory finally put that out on Blu-ray not too long ago. Um, it has uh, Peter Mullen giving a fantastic performance as this. Uh, he, he's he owns an asbestos company, like a company that like removes asbestos from a ba- from from buildings, and they're working at an abandoned a psychiatric hospital. He, along with uh, David Caruso, uh, Josh Lucas, uh, Brandon Sexton the uh, third, like it, it's. <laughs> It does. It if you want to talk about slow burns, this movie is one that like it gets you. It gives you the atmosphere. It gives you what you need, and it really lets you sit with this place. And along with that, it has this unique cinematography. Um, that uh, Brandon, what is it? Like it's it's digital photography, right? Like it's 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 shot it's shot like at a at the time because this movie's two what is it two thousand one. Mm-hmm. Um, it, mm-hmm. it was shot it was like in the early days of digital photography so it just it has yeah, a it has a look that's unique to itself like because it doesn't even look like digital films now it, it's it looks... standard def that's that's the thing rather uh-huh. than being a high def thing so that kind of carries that but looks clean it's yeah so it has this like 
weird like it's just the whole thing is off-putting because of how it, how he chose to shoot it um mm-hmm. but in addition to that it's just it, it works as a great character study that becomes more and more frightening because of how steeped you are in the mind of Peter Mullen, as well as just this location they keep having to like clean day after day. And it, it, if you watch like movies that have kind of gained reputation over time, this movie, you know, did nothing as far as like box office when it came out, but it certainly garnered, garnered like a cult reputation for just how effective it is. Like it just, it does everything right as far as how to stage this, uh, this location, how to put these actors together build tension between them while also giving you these uh, you get these tapes of a patient and you hear more and more about her story it's just it's a lot of it's a lot it's a lot of really effective horror work i don't yeah. think there was an awareness for it for a theatrical release but it sure is sure as heck um at video rental stores back then it mm-hmm. was like wait what is this yeah and, i remember seeing and, a trailer for yeah. it and then i saw it on like video and i'm like this movie rocks <laughs> and i've ever since that's one of I, I never had nightmares from movies. I haven't gotten nightmares from movies in years. That was one of the few that actually gave me a nightmare. Hmm. It, That's it a great question. Just, I watched it late at night. Yeah, yeah. It was very creepy. It was a very, it just creeped me out. There's great a, movie. There's a voiceover aspect to it that still gets to me that I can like ve- that I can think of very clearly, and it like just frightens me in my mind just thinking about it. Just, <laughs> just kind of, it's like a running, it's a running monologue thing going off Peter Mullen's character. Um, but yeah, it's just that's just good stuff all over. Damn right, nice. Damn right. Uh, Brandon, what's your next pick? We're doing three or five. Let's. Uh, what time is five. it? Five. Uh, five. It is. We, yeah, we can keep going. We'll keep moving. All right. Uh, for my next pick on this night, uh, I'm gonna go <laughs> with. <laughs> I just got this list. I'm like, ooh, what do I talk about? I'm gonna talk about uh, the Sentinel. Uh, Ooh, from okay. yeah. 19 oh, good choice. Uh, Michael Douglas and Sutherland, of course. Yep, yep. <laughs> uh, stop that. Uh, Aaron, Aaron, uh, I think we've lost Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, so uh, yeah, um, Michael Douglas plays. Uh, <laughs> Martin Donovan did it all. Okay, anyways. Um, this movie is about a woman who, um, like, used to be a model, and she moves into like an apartment in Brooklyn, and Christine Grains, if I remember correctly. Yes, yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and yeah. there's there's like this guy, this priest, in the top floor who just sits. He's blind. He just sits in his window looking out every day, and um, is she's it John like, Carradine. Is it John Carradine? Um. I don't. I think it's think, John Carradine. Is it John Carradine? Um, yes, it is. Yeah, John. I believe. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was John. Oh, yeah. Um, so, uh, weird things like she's she's having like she's just having flashbacks of problems with her life. Like she tried, she'd like a uh, like got beat as a kid by her dad, and like she also tried to commit suicide and stuff. And she has weird neighbors who have these parties for like their cat and. Um, <laughs> Weird it's stuff. It's just like. Well, wait, wait a second. That's not weird, by the way. So <laughs> I'm gonna right. very very soon. There you go. Well, hat cats. Oh, hat hats. Yeah. Meow. Uh, but yeah, like yeah. stuff like there's like zombie ghost stuff in this movie. Uh, Chris Sarandon has a mustache in it. Jeff Goldblum shows up. Um, it's got Burgess Meredith in a cameo. 
Uh, Jose Ferrer, it's got a stat cast. The lead is the only person who just isn't huge now. Like, Ava Gardner's in it. Um, the, but uh, it's got... Jeff it's, Goldblum, Eli yeah. Wallet, Christopher Walken. It's got a Rosemary's Baby quality to it. Um, mm-hmm. And it's really twisted, dark, uh, very 70s horror, but it is freaky and just... I, I yeah, it's it's awesome. Sure. Like, and uh, I don't want to give away awesome. so much, but like sure. always. But yeah, so are you, Jimmy? But um, I'm... yeah, the Sentinel, <laughs> nineteen, another seventies. Um, the seventies with the haunted houses and stuff. I just like that, you know, that aesthetic. If I'm wanting a real big spook show, um, that's probably probably it. Mm-hmm. Better than next? Amityville yep. Horror, I'll tell you that. Okay. Mm-hmm. I love Amityville Horror. That's like, that movie gets a bad rap. Sorry. It's not one of my favorite. I, I do. I real. <laughs> it's nostalgia for me. I saw it as a kid, so I still love it. Jerry, what's your next? Who's next? <laughs> you are. Me? Yeah. You, oh, sh- okay. So, weirdly enough, I'm, like, I'm looking at my list. I'm like, I apparently the 19, 1980 was a good year for horror, uh, haunted house stuff, because I. Uh, both my picks have been 198 from 1980, and this third is from 1980. It's one of my favorite John Carpenter flicks. It is The Fog. Yes, hmm. it's not necessarily a house. It's an entire house. But my gosh, does this That's movie look saying. cool. It is so creepy. Yeah, I mean, basically this town is haunted by these pirate ghosts. Ooh, pirate ghosts! And, uh, you know, you look, you have Adrian Barbeau, Jamie Lee Curtis, Janet Lee. John Houseman, Tom Atkins, uh, Charles Seifert, Nancy Nancy Loomis, so Nancy Keys in this, Hal Holbrook. I mean, it's legitimately a creepy movie. It's it, I remember seeing it like the first time, and it was foggy the day that I saw it. I, I love this film. I think it's so b- brutally underrated for John Carpenter. I know a lot of people, you know, because people always mention Halloween or they mentioned they live or whatever i think the fog is probably for me one of my favorites of his i i, I love this film and even from the beginning when you know the gas station uh the you know the pumps start going or the you know the clocks all strike midnight and everything basically goes to hell it's absolutely a ghost a haunted house story it just happens to take place in the entire town mm-hmm. love this film I mean, yeah. it functions as like a so like a camp. I mean, it literally does because it starts with this, but it's a campfire tale. Uh, like it, it yeah, it, exactly. You, you have you have people gathered around. And there's an old man telling a story of the fog, essentially. Like it, and mm-hmm. you're not wrong. Like you're you're fitting it into a certain parameter, and I get it. As far as mm-hmm. you have a, a supernatural occupancy over an area, and you, yeah, I mean, yeah. And given that they have the care, you have the cast locked in certain places at the points. Like you have one, you have um, Barbo. Uh, in the in the lighthouse, while you have uh, she's in the lighthouse. Many of the rest, the of, the, rest of them the are in the church. Yeah, like it. Yeah. It, it becomes a sort of a place where the the uh, the locations are a refuge from the the ghosts uh, from outside. I mean, there's there's a lot there for sure. I mm-hmm. saw the I saw the fog. Was it last year? I watched it or two. At this point, it was like a new 4K restoration of the whole thing, uh, which looked oh, fantastic. Um, yeah. Yeah, now, now for film. for dummies beautiful. like me, the fog versus the mist, completely different. Very, oh yeah, one hundred percent different. That's I. The fog is a ghost story. 
It is a ghost story. The Mist is a monster movie. Got it. Okay. Yeah, the The Mist yeah. is like a. <laughs> The Mist is like a, a an homage to '50s monster movies, paranoia thriller type stuff. Yeah, yeah. and Got the it. Tom Welling yeah. fog is something we're not talking about. I don't even know what that no, is. No, Tom Welling. <laughs> you didn't see the? Oh, dude, it's that is a movie I, I rented because I was I was terrified to watch it because the fog means so much to me. I got half half hour into it. I'm like. Fuck this! I, I turned I, it off. I, I, I never finished that I, one. Yeah, no, I, usually, the, I usually tough through anything. Awful. I stop that. When awful. you talk about remakes, the fog is one where it's like this is as far as worst remakes go. The fog is one that easily kind of enters that list pretty quickly. <laughs> like, it is that the the fog is like up there with the Hitcher and and the, you know yeah it's it's the really fog makes bad. the thing look remakes. like the thing. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Abe, what's next for you? The next one here is is something that we have all talked about, and I'm sure that people have seen it plenty of times. It'd it'd be Poltergeist, and Poltergeist is, um, I think it's like one of the earliest haunted house horror movies that I ever saw, and so it kind of like holds a special place in my heart, even though I have never rewatched it in full again because there's like some (laughs) there's like some spooky scares there that genuinely scare me, and and we talked about this just like maybe three weeks ago. Um, and like one of my favorite scenes in the movie isn't even like a spooky scene. It's it's the mom showing the the dad that a chair moves in mm-hmm. the kitchen, and she's like uh-huh. at like the area where the tape where the chair keeps moving. And there's like way more horrific things that happen, but that's certainly one of the things where it's like, yeah, I, I remember watching. It was um, back when you used to have movies on TV in the afternoons. It'd be playing on like a Saturday afternoon edited for content and edited for time kind of thing, but still they're able to show much more than they probably would show today. And I, I was still freaked out. And then, you know, as you get older, you start learning things about like, it was rated PG 13. It was PG. Yeah. Yeah. It was 82. Was it was before, yeah, right. yeah. And you had a couple yeah. years before Spielberg went too far. And... <laughs> <laughs> but it, it pushes the boundaries it, and it was, it's, it's still like one of the, the effective things. And even now when I watch something like paranormal or paranormal, yeah, yeah. Paranormal activity three, where it's like, you know, haunted house stuff. Yes. But a lot of it is like sort of derived from stuff that I've seen in the past from uh, stuff. Not that's not to say that you can't recycle things, but uh, I certainly kind of hold poltergeist in a place where it's like, yeah, man, that that's like something that, yeah. If you watched it with kids today, I don't think that they would be sleeping well at night. It's that Amblin mm. energy that makes it hold up mm-hmm. so well. I mean, it's just, it's yeah. made for every, I mean, it's much like, you know, any other, any number of lower rated horror movies that, you know, a younger audience can watch. This is one of the best examples as far as getting somebody into the genre. That said, it's still terrifying. I mean, it, it has things in it that prey on things you know very well, like a tree scratching your window from the outside or a creepy toy that sits in your room. I mean, there's... Right, but like just thunder and lightning too, right? Yeah, just yeah, basic noises or what have you. And it's also just like horrific as fuck. Like there's that thing, they're like a person rips his own face off in the mirror and then he's like, what did mm-hmm. I just do? Yeah. Or, yeah. Uh, and is, is both guys too with the one with like the tequila worm? Yeah. Okay. That's 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 the guy's yeah, and that's like horrific too because he vomits a like a body out of his mouth kind of thing. Right. But that's, that's separate. Yeah. Yeah. And I like that scene you pointed out with the chair. That's one of like the few in it where I feel it it does feel a bit more Spielberg than Toby Hooper with the execution, just the, the nature of the scene. But Mm -hmm. I still believe that it's Toby Hooper's film. Despite that, that, that's one of those. We talked about this when we saw our director spotlight on Toby Hooper, but it's like, right. 
I mean, yeah, obviously there's a lot of Spielberg in it. He hung out a lot. He was on oh, yeah. the same lot as E.T. Like, he's I can like, say yeah. the same thing about Gremlins. So, exactly. Like, yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But it's yeah. like, you watch Poltergeist. We've said this before. You watch Poltergeist. If you've watched Toby Hooper's film, it's like, why would anyone confuse this? If you've seen Toby Hooper's movies, you know this is one of them. Like, there's right. nothing. Like, yeah. Yeah. It feels, it has the Amblin vibe. That's what he tried. That's what good directors can do. They can, they can work Salem's with, Lot feels yeah. a bit too much Stephen King. Yeah. Like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Regardless. Toby yeah, was Pol- responsible for it. Regardless, Poltergeist is just, that's just good all around. That has everything going for it. Yeah. And then it yeah. even it adds really the entire, like, uh, Barrow Ground stuff at the end there, too, to. You didn't make... move the bodies? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what helps that is that, like, scene that. Uh, has been, like, oh, so good. So that, that, good. What helps is that Craig T. Nelson and Joe Beth Williams, they're like, they're so much fun as the parents. Like, <laughs> it's just like, it's fun to be around that, that cast of characters. Yeah. That's what I was hoping I could get out of the remake, which we I like all these have remakes to them. But oh like, wow! You yeah. cast Sam Rockwell and um Rose is Rosemary De- DeWitt. Good, yeah. like, well, Good, that yeah. works. That's that should ideally be in like that should make sense, but no, it's just like that's a dud of a movie. It's like all right, because you don't get well, good. Well, I, I didn't. The problem. I, I didn't hate, hate the remake. I didn't hate it. I would agree. I actually it's, didn't hate it. But it's just yeah. it just feels I like it was entertaining. It just feels like a nothing though. It's like it's not yeah. like I'm calling back to this like. It's better, not which, as real. Which one do I watch yeah, right the, now? The, like. <laughs> the you know, yeah, there's no no question of which one you would watch. I mean the 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 like you said, Joe Beth Williams and Craig T. Nelson are so freaking awesome in that, and you just and that's at a time when usually the parents in horror movies were oblivious, kind of idiots. Yeah. Yeah, or sure. oblivious, yeah. or and it's still that goes on today. Adults in horror movies are usually really dumb. You know, it's really frustrating, but yeah, I, I love that film. I love that movie. Yeah. The um the next film that I have for you guys is The Orphanage, J.A. Bayona's uh, wonderful Spanish feature film produced by Guillermo del Toro, starring Belen Rueda. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a huge fan of The Orphanage as a drama, and it also happens to be a supernatural horror film. Uh, <laughs> it's just it's wonderful in that way it's inc- it's incredibly creepy because you have a child wearing a very creepy mask and creepy kid movies work for me but you have just a wonderful like story that it's telling about this woman who uh, she she uh, has returned to this orphanage you just learn like the history behind what's going on and everything and there are various twists and turns in it but it's just so effectively made uh, it's not surprising to me that Bayona has gone on to have you know a, a significant career. I mean, he, went, he did the impossible after that. He did the a monster calls. Then he did the Jurassic world movie, of course, but like, it's a great debut for him here. Like it, it, he does such a great job of capturing this building that they're all kind of occupying and the way the emotional weight kind of gets to you as far as this mother that's dealing with a thing. Yeah, I'm trying to be vague about it, but dealing with a thing involving her son and then seeing different things that are both that are both creepy as well as informative about the kind of history of this house. It's it's great. Like I just there there's a lot that really, really works about the orphanage and I I just it, it, it really hits me on all levels. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh Brandon, what's your uh, what's your next film? I'm gonna go franchise time here, uh with uh Hellbound Hellraiser 2, uh, where they go into the box uh, and it plays like a wild, haunted, funhouse type thing with Clive Barker twist in it. Um, 
it's got your Cenobites, but it's just got weird visions and just creatures and things. And it's just got, I, I really like the look of this film. There are some like outstanding matte paintings that appear in this for the, like the Leviathan and, and, and stuff like that. And it's, I think it, it's great. Uh, it's a great compliment to the original as you're not going through the same thing before you're flipping it on its head and reversing in the best way possible. Kind of like the, uh, dirty, hairy Magnum force, uh, um, kind of that balance. But I really like this one quite a bit. It, It delves a little deeper into the Cenobites, um, without demystifying them too much or anything like that, but it's frightening. Um, and it's just being trapped in the box, being this ultimate haunted house where it's not even familiar in a house sense or a residence. It's a whole uh, dimension in its own that's like haunted mm-hmm. type thing. But mm-hmm. it's yeah, and a lot of a lot of haunted houses end up being haunted from hell anyway. So why not be there <laughs> in in the form of a building? Good point. Type thing. But uh, yeah, it's one of Pinhead's finest hours. But it's funny, the, yeah. the one thing that people get wrong with, like, Hellraiser, the original, these two, Julia, the stepmother, is the villain. Uh, the Cenobites are just a kind of supernatural force around They're just kind of, like, they're, hanging out. Like, yeah. They're just kind of, like, she's, monitoring. She's the villain of the first movie and the second movie and was the one they intended to make the series off of if it kept you know, to keep going but the popular of course the, the I, I like things the with the makeup like, are popular this, this random woman should be like the centerpiece of this thing right. meanwhile you have like a guy with you have pinhead Pin, you got the, like, yes. yes. uh, you've got the female you got butterball <laughs> but yeah the 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 redhead like um, like clive is laying this as like guys check this out julia crazy it's going to be what we're going to have arcs Whole unfolding all around this character, and like everybody at the studio is thinking, <laughs> like, what about these? Guys? They're just they're window dressing. Don't worry about it. the audiences are not even going to notice yep. them. I just thought it'd be a fun idea for my friend Craig to put this costume on. Don't worry about Craig. Julia. Julia's the one, guys. Like that's as good as it. Well, the Why funny thing is, the title? Doug Bradley was, you know, he's his career is, you know, he'll always be known as Pinhead, but he was. Uh, Clive's like, well, you want this or do you want to be one of the? It was like. Brought him in to be one of the big, one of the guys, the moving guys at the beginning, and he's like, "Well, I need someone on, to play this monster thing. You want to do that?" And he's like, "Oh, I don't know." And now he's a legend. <laughs> oh, but he was yeah, supposed. I know that. He was, he had his choice between like a mover guy with lines or Pinhead, and he was Pinhead. Yeah, I'm pretty ignorant on the, the right Hellraiser role. series in general. By the way, I've seen the first one. I have not seen any others. Uh, uh the second second one's worth your time. Third well, one. Third one's a Second big, one's stupid horror movie. I'd love to see the original yeah. cut of Bloodline as it was reordered, and uh, the director quit. Uh, it's a uh, Alan Smithy film, yeah, uh, yeah. Which the finishing director was uh, Weinstein's favorite, Miramax's favorite, Joe Chappelle. Joe Chappelle, of course. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, I, and the I'd first like... uh, Adam Scott film, I, I'm aware as well. Yes, yes. Hmm. He talks uh, about this lots on various podcasts. Wow, <laughs> I forgot he was in that. Oh crap! It's a terrible movie. Yeah, I do like I do it, like the uh, the first straight to video one, Inferno, with Craig Sheffer and uh, James Remar. It's it's kind of Jacob's Ladder meets Hellraiser type thing. Um, but I I was surprised when that came out. I was like, oh, this is gonna be garbage, and I actually kind of really enjoyed it. Um, but other than that, there and there's been some crap made by them to keep the rights. For it recently, but yeah. 
Their titles yeah, are certainly yeah. fun. I'll put that. I'll put that out there. Hellseeker, Deader, oh, yeah. Hell World, H- Henry Cavill makes a makes a big appearance what? in in one in the Hellraiser Eight, um, Hell World. Good, is, good for him. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Um, He's yeah. proud of that. Um, Jimmy, what's your next uh, pick here? Well, I'm going to ask you guys a question. Do you want to do... Because we, we also talked about doing one that's really not a horror film, but uses the haunted house aspect. Sure, of course. Or do you want I'd my other to. haunted house? Yeah. Okay. Well, let's go... Because I've been doing the 80s. Let's go back in time a little bit. I'm going to go back to a, a movie that's been remade a lot. Probably as much as Star is Born has been remade. I'm talking <laughs> Wuthering Heights, 1939. It's I mean, you have Heathcliff. It's a... Heathcliff and Kathy, it's a love story. It's technically a love story. But it begins with his return to a house after she is, you know, it's a tragic love story. And there is, it's basically haunted by her ghost. Every so often you hear, you know, she comes to haunting looking for Heathcliff. And Kay Bush did a, an amazing song about it where it's a, you know, you hear cry, Kathy is crying out for her love, the one love that she she basically threw away. It's a, you know, again, if you're looking for a Halloween film, it's not necessarily a great Halloween film, but it's really marvelously done. Merle Oberon is great. Lawrence Olivier, he's Lawrence Olivier, he's usually pretty good. David Niven. Yeah, it's a, it's a William Wyler film who obviously did a lot of really great great films. It's the, you know even though it is it's a tragic love story. There's this kind of mood and, and that you know when when he sees or feels someone through the window, the ghost of Kathy, I believe. Oh, spoiler alert! Um, <laughs> it's it's a really creepy moment. It's a really creepy moment. I, I love this film. It's one of those you know it. If you like classic literature, if you like a, like a little bit of a ghost story, I, I highly recommend it. It's a beautiful movie. Mm-hmm. And if you if you really want to go, Tom Hardy's in a remake of it. So, you know, there, there you go. TV, a BBC remake of it. So, there you go. I wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah, exactly. I was going to do Mad Max Fury Road, but I didn't think <laughs> that's bad. <laughs> Abe, what's your next pick? The next one is uh, comes from the world of animation, and we've talked about this many times. Is Monster House, and it go. sort of reminds yeah. me of what you talked about with houses. The house is literally alive. I mean, it's got a mouth, and it's it's eating. I don't know if it's eating kids, but it's certainly taking all their toys. Um, but it's a menace, and uh, at the core of it, it's uh, it's actually a love story, and it's kind of a, a depressing love story too. So, you know, we've talked about it many times. It's it's one of our favorites. We champion this, um, and uh, it certainly would fit this mold of a haunted house. All right. Um, I have the next one that I want to go for is something that's I find it's neat to think of it this way, but I'm trying to like think of something that's kind of a little outside the box. And I thought of the collector um, where the house is essentially turned into a haunted house, uh, not necessarily by supernatural forces, but by one man who's building it into this kind of giant trap, location um i know we've we've talked about this movie in other ways before the on the podcast i know a friend of the show jason coleman um it's a movie he champions heavily it's one of his five star movies as you call it um but i where the film it doesn't come through as haunted house in terms of like i said supernatural force or what have you it is 
a house of horrors based off what takes place, where you have a character who's broken into a house attempting to rob it, only to discover that there's another person in there who's set up deadly traps all over the place, all kinds of things are going on to kind of basically ruin a night for everybody involved. Um, but I, I do, I, I do think it's uh, quite clever in its construction. Um, it's a lot of fun to watch. Like it, it has the, it, as much as it's a horror film, it does have plenty of kind of thriller elements going on. It's, it's kind of a, a, mm-hmm. as an extended cat and cat and mouse game type of thing sure. going on. Yeah. Um, there was the collection, the sequel, the, like a first sequel, and they announced the. Uh, is there a name for the third one yet? The Collectibles. The Collectibles. Oh, wow. Clever. <laughs> no, yeah. I think it's, it's... There, there's a name for it. <laughs> okay. But I don't um, I don't remember what it's called. I think they did name it. Yeah, it's... Uh, collected? I don't know. I know. Uh, I think it might be. The, I, think, I think it is. I think it is a collected. The Collected, yeah. The collected, yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, I Josh Stewart was, was like the... Josh Stewart was like the main star of the of the first two films. You had two different people playing the actual collector in the first one and the second one. But yeah. it's from uh, what Marcus Dunstan and Patrick Melton, who uh, what yep. wrote a handful of Saw movies and uh, were once uh, attached to Halloween that became the David Gordon Green one. Yeah, and they're oh. of course yeah. a feast yeah. fame as well. Uh, feast. And and what uh, I like about this, which you mentioned the cat and mouse thing, is is the person who's in the home, the burglar that's in the home. He's he's pretty skilled himself, you yes. know. He's he's yeah. not like a, a he's not he's in not distress, and he's not like yeah. you know trying to like uh, he he knows how to fight back, but he's also very clever in in, in how he's also going to use the house to his advantage. So it's a very fun watch. Yeah, it's like Panic yeah. Room. If everybody was Jared Leto in Cornrows, <laughs> uh, oh, and amazing camera that. movements too yeah. <laughs> through the keyhole. <laughs> But yeah, I like The Collector quite a bit, um, and I thought that'd be a fun one to kind of get roll up into the, the category of films here when we talk about houses that mm-hmm. disturb. Um, let's do one more each. Yes. Um, Brandon, what's your next one? Uh, my next one, uh, we're going to end on... No, didn't do that one. No? <laughs> yeah, okay. okay, do it. Sure. Sure. <laughs> No, uh, I'm going to do uh, Lucio Fulci's The Beyond because I can finally talk about it on one of oh. these shows. Um, I'm glad you mentioned this one. Okay, cool. I, I took a while, but I love this movie now. I uh, watch it every Halloween season. It's got some of the best atmosphere ever put to, put on c- celluloid. Uh, the score's mm-hmm. terrific. I love the concept that Fulci, it's kind of sloppy, but the concept he was going for with it, so it's about this uh, old inn manor that's getting restored by a woman that years and years and years before this artist had opened his death, like opened a portal to hell via some painting he made. So now it's uh, and it gets reopened uh, by some plumber working on the the house, and it's slowly taking over the house, but it's also taking over the town. Like hell, the dimension is open, and Fulci wanted to play the concept of why does hell or another dimension have to play by the linear Earth rules? Like why do we always assume that? another dimension has the same laws of physics has plays by this. So he kind of plays it in weird state. Like there's a scene where these people, um, they're in a, <clears throat> a hospital getting chased by zombies because they forced, he didn't want zombies in this movie, but he was known for the movie zombie and in order to get funding. He had to write in zombies somehow. 
um, they they go down a stairwell Typical. and wind up in the wind up in the basement of the house, and then through the basement of the house, like it's just weird concepts that things feel off and weird. And I I like the feeling when watching the movie, and I think it's got effective like sound. the The dubbing of the film adds uh, an eeriness to it because it's one of those Italian films. They didn't shoot with sound because everybody spoke their own language. And that's just how you did it. Um, yeah, I, I hear. Um, hold on. I I hear that didn't work too well for um, uh, Rick Dalton when he went to Italy to. Uh, to <laughs> right. Yes. Yes. Films. Yes. It was a, it was a big yeah. trouble for him. To, right. To, to but speaking of, Tarantino saved this film. Like he brought it back in the '90s. Uh, in America, we only had a cut called "The Seven Doors of Death," which cut out tons of good stuff. So people are like, "Why is this a good mm-hmm. movie?" Um, there's some, you know, there's some dated effects. There's these really bad spider effects, uh, but it's got great gore, uh, and it's just, it's haunting. Like it's a nightmare on film, and I, I love, I just love how it's not for. I mean, people are gonna watch it and think it's silly, but this movie took me a while to get to, and I think it's like a lot of these Italian films that on VHS and a lot of their early DVDs had that crappy prints or no care taken to them. Now that they've been restored properly and getting these good transfers, it's like, wow, these guys did have some talent behind the camera. They knew how to yeah. play with these things and they, and just with good new sound mixes that helps too. And it's the beyond is just a favorite of mine now. And I, I, you got problems with it. I probably can agree with you, but I still really enjoy this movie for what it is. And That's being a person who's a, who likes atmosphere and craft, I think I think this is full cheese masterpiece over zombie. Uh, and there's a sister film to this called House by the or not House by the Cemetery. I'm not that big a fan of that one, but um, City City of the Living, City of the Living Dead. Dead, which is also called Gates of Hell. Because um, it's like a whole trilogy. Yeah, it's like yeah, it's, and, it's and just House yeah, that was the uh, one about the priest. Priest hanging himself. Yeah, yeah, right? hangs himself right at the beginning. It's badass. Yeah. And then it's yeah, exactly. this it's woman amazing. coughs up her insides in the truck and it's awesome. Um, yeah. But, uh, oh my God. They're great movies. Sounds I love like a great movies. Friday night I watch, Brandon. Yeah, no, I, I like Fulci a lot, his horror yeah. run, because he used to be a prestigious comedy director and then just spun the end of his career into just graphic horror. Um, it's it, he's a fun guy, uh, and he even made his own like meta movie before that was a thing, uh, called the uh, how was it Cat in the Brain, which is yeah. silly as shit. Uh, but no, he's I wish he would have lived to see the popularity he's had now. Uh, and looking back at him because he he died before like DVDs mm-hmm. were a thing, he and died now, in, 99, in the nineties, mid nineties. Yeah, yeah, and now he's a huge collector item. So, um, but yeah. The Beyond, uh, yeah. I think it counts as a haunted house movie. It's got everything: zombies, ghosts, um, weird stuff happening, spiders, atmospheres, fog. I like I like the spider stuff. I, I yeah. thought they were cool. I mean, it's cheesy, but I loved it. I loved the, it. The end image and area that it winds up in this movie is like one of the scariest things I've ever seen in a movie. Like it just looks scary as hell. Someday I'll have enough prep time to watch all the giallo and Italian horror features and splatter features that I've not seen, so we can actually do a whole episode covering Fulci and I think you'd like I Argento think you'd get a kick out of Argento, and, uh, among others. Like there's there's like and I've seen a number of them. Like I, I, I there's a lot there Lindsay, to talk about for sure. Sorry, Martino, Sergio Martino, or Martino, Lindsay, yeah, Lindsay, Cozy, um, Cozy made a Italian Godzilla cut of the original Godzilla. Um, anyway, uh, Jimmy, what's your, la- what's your last one? Well, I'm going with the classic 
one we've already mentioned and one which has inspired probably one of the best horror shows on TV, the original, the original The Haunting. Uh, Robert Wise did a masterful job. He made, you talk about a house being a character. This is a character. The sound design, the, the look of the film. I actually showed this to a friend of mine who was, not into horror he usually thinks it's stupid he was freaked out especially with the hand scene and the you know a couple of the other very specifically creepy sequences julie harris is phenomenal claire bloom richard johnson rust hamlin you know and it, it, it is that a bunch of investigators all linked to some kind of you know supernatural occurrence in their life they're all gathered together to get find out out if this house is actually haunted and i mean my god it has some of the best lines you know the uh, whole there's no one here after dark you know it, there's a, <laughs> this, it, it's a beautiful beautiful film you know when the sound effects uh, the scene with the hand is the one i always I, I i you know when who's holding my hand is one of the creepiest scenes ever put to film and julie harris's performance in it is absolutely stunning smart beautiful black and white gorgeous movie and i I, yeah it's it's a really wonderful movie i hope fans of the series the haunting of hill house will actually check this movie out and actually watch what where you know one of the inspirations behind the series yeah people people that are fans of mike flanagan's series the the netflix series which is quite good it's Mm -hmm. what i really like about that series among other things just as far as technical craft goes but it's just the writing of it it's so indebted to what um shirley uh shirley what's her name um shirley jackson jackson i was like to say walker that's the composer um shirley jackson it's so indebted to like what shirley jackson was going for and it has so many good references to in forms of character names or Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, subver- they're all neat, they're all the same character names. All the same character names. Neat subversions of how things take place. Like there's a lot of really clever stuff that Flanagan incorporated into that series, since it's mm-hmm. it has a unique take on the haunting on the on the on the novel or what have you. It has a unique take on how to do how to update that for modern times. Uh, and I, I really like how he how he does that. How he takes the elements from that book and from like the movie, um, and get, kind of plays with that to make it work for in a. Uh, you know, in a 13 episode series, uh, there's there's a lot to like yeah, there. Yeah, but yeah, the haunting, the movie, it's a, just a fantastic film for sure. Um, uh, some beautiful. great, so, especially beautiful. you know from the, for that era to have it be so kind of intense, uh, given what's going on and certain implications and things like that, certain use of camera angles and because of the house and its structure and then the layers in it and everything, just a lot of great stuff. Already. Well, you mentioned that you know, there's a, I actually got to talk to Robert Wise about this film. Uh, years and years ago, before I became a journalist, I, was, I took class. That was obviously a few years before he passed. But I, he actually told me about a, a really interesting scene that they would not let him shoot. I believe it. I believe it didn't get shot because they wouldn't. They didn't want him to shoot it. One of the characters is clearly Claire Bloom plays a, a woman who is has interest in uh, Julie Harris. She's a lesbian, uh, but it's it's very much implied in the film. But in, there's one scene when she comes to the house, her this car takes off. There's a woman in the house, and she I think she writes, if I remember correctly, she writes on the window. Claire Bloom writes on one of the windows, I hate you, or something like that. Clearly saying, yeah, their relationship just ended. 
and it, and it was a it, it, it's just a smart like those little character moments I, I yeah Clara Bloom is amazing in it too I mean it's just God what a what a masterwork what a really 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 beautiful film if you, if any horror film who uh, any horror fan who hasn't seen the haunting I, you have to see it you have to Abe, what's uh, the last one on your list? Now, the last one on my list is sort of um, uh, sort of related to what Jimmy was saying in terms of the the mist, where it just doesn't happen like in the one fog. place. It kind of or the fog. Sorry, <laughs> it doesn't really happen in like one place. It kind of happens in all the places. And this is one that I would argue you could say that it is a haunted house movie, and it's Miyazaki Spirited Away. And I just watch this too. Great. Yeah, fascinating. <laughs> You like watch like all these movies that we've talked yeah, about. I, tonight. I, I've seen Spirit Away before, but I mean, I literally like just watched it. I, I know, but like, but then you're also like Jimmy's watching Changeling, and then you mentioned Changeling. It's it's actually a very a weird coincidental night. Uh, but for this yeah, one, it's true. It's 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 in the disguise of this animated film about um, you know uh, adventure and, and fantasy and whatever else. But she's in this other realm. She's in a spirit realm with. <laughs> frogs that talk you know ghosts that walk and it's it's very strangely Sinky put together and, yeah <laughs> yeah and to some degree she is it, she is the weird one but everything around her is what you could call haunted right you know it, it doesn't exist uh, in the daytime because it's it's invisible then uh, but everybody she meets is uh, obviously suspicious of this person and then uh the the horror comes down when she meets like this spirit that really doesn't want to like let her go and he starts getting all crazy you know he starts like trying to to manipulate her with like fake gold coins he ends up eating some of the patrons in the uh in the hotel grows but, arms gets bigger <laughs> yeah it's kind of really disturbing and and uh but in general i would say that um again it's like in this family friendly package but and it's got its own allegory it's got its own symbolism but you could you could argue that it is a haunted house movie because it's it's a th- hotel. Thinking about it, like this is this has to be the scariest to me. Miyazaki. Not that it's intending to be scary, but like when I put all the other movies together, this one has some of the most horrific imagery. Uh, they're just even like early on when the parents turn into pigs. It's like pigs, that's, right? that's scary. That's like that's 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 hard. That's hard to that's like poltergeist level hard to handle for some kids. I'd imagine just like, yeah. And to some degree, you know, when she starts going invisible and she's freaking out, eh, uh-huh. kids would not really understand what's going on there they just know that she's not having a great time but yeah yeah no. <laughs> gonna have a bad time yeah um no. the, the uh the last film that i'm gonna mention is uh the original paranormal activity um i i am a, i am a fan of this series we've talked about this plenty of times on the podcast when the movies were still, me too when the films were still coming out um i i i stuck by it is and there, there are ones that are weaker obviously as any horror franchise has um, and par- the first Paranormal Activity isn't even my favorite one of that series. It's three. I mean, that movie just rules. Yeah, that, that was great. <laughs> but, mm-hmm. but, three is awesome. That's yeah, a good one. Good. Yeah. But, I wa- but I wanted to bring up the original one because of the simplicity to it. So we've talked about a lot of movies here that are fairly elaborate in their presentation of a haunted house and what have you. This is just like a home in San Diego. Like it's, it's an average home in San Diego. It's not like, it's not a Gothic structure. It's nothing overly elaborate. It's just like a two, a two, a two floor home. And a two, what it, a two, 
a two, a two four, four home. home. <laughs> and what it does with that yeah. is so effective that you can understand why it became so wildly successful. I mean, the movie was shot very cheaply, um, but, you know, paid tons of money just thanks to a really mm-hmm. cool release strategy and what have you. Oh. But it, but it yeah. makes so much out of so little where you have just cameras set up in a bedroom and doors creak. Like that's, that's what, that's mm-hmm. one of the main scares doors moving. And to be able to like maintain that level of tension um, using the, you know, the fake, uh, the pseudo found footage set up and what have you like it, it's really affecting you regardless of how much you like the characters. Cause I know there's a lot of trouble over the, uh, the Mika character, particularly he's not the most likable of people, yeah, sure. which he's I would an argue, asshole. which I would argue makes it real uh, by having, you know, <laughs> not, no one's inherent. You know, I know. Every- I not everyone's going to be Craig T. Nelson and Joe Beth Williams. Like, they're gonna, so, sometimes you're yeah. just going to have an asshole. <laughs> like, <laughs> so Although, so... I, I think she was fantastic in that Kate, movie. Yeah, Katie, Katie Featherstone. So... I mean, there's a reason why she's the Julia of the Paranormal Affrontivity franchise. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> since the, since exactly. the, series, the series does actually pivot around her character for a good while. Yeah. Um, it does. She's but, in um, almost all of them. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, there certainly is, like, a lot of of scary imagery in this um and one of my favorite parts in this movie is actually toward the end there where toby toby's like the jig is up and then you just hear him like running away and then going into the attic and i was like you son of a bitch yeah there's yeah it it all works uh really really Mm -hmm. effectively and it works in a way where you know in the moment watching it in a theater it's like, okay, there's some jumps because, like, oh, the door moved or, you know, something happened or there's a noise or whatever. And the speakers are cool. But it works because it's, you know, it's so matter-of-fact and real because you're watching a modern-place film doing this stuff to seemingly average people. So when you get home, it's still sticking with you. You're still thinking about this, like, well, what am I yeah. doing? What are those noises? Like, it's the kind of movie that, you know, it leaves you thinking afterwards uh, just about the potential of things, bad things to happen to you. Like it's, it's really, it's very, very well done that way. And even if the sequels, mm-hmm. I mean, I talk about three, how three is my favorite one. Even that one's ditched the whole, like, this is real or whatnot by that point, because it's, you know, it's, it's using like flashback yeah. structure and has credits. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah it's, we're not, in, we're there's not, a, honestly, we're not there's only a couple territory. of those movies I didn't like. I, I, I did yeah, really love four. four is the only did... one that I, the, the, the marked one. ones was surprisingly marked one ones is kind of great. Like marked ones is awesome. Great. The like the last the last like thirty minutes of that movie are insane. Yes. Of, like, mm-hmm. There's like shotguns and all kinds of things. There's a time travel element that's introduced. It's mm-hmm. it's it, a it, really good no. reward for fans, and it, that went yeah. thinking it was just gonna be some silly like side project movie. Yeah. But it's like it's cleverer than you would think. Who did the someone directed mm-hmm. it? Uh, Land Chris, the guy that did uh, the the Happy Death Day movies. Chris, yeah, 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 yeah. He, uh, yeah. yeah. But yeah, the, the, I mean the the whole series counts in this regard. I mean it, it it's mm-hmm. not necessarily about the houses because well, what is it? Is it about that? Like now, I'm trying to remember. Oh. It's more about, uh, are you it's talking about paranormal? Like, it's, it's a demon that followed him since childhood. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's a yeah, yeah, exactly. it's an insidious type thing. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Okay. It wasn't the house. It was yeah, but it does it. I mean, because because of the nature of the movie, you are confined to a space in every single one of them, except the marked ones. I guess that's the only one where you you're kind yeah. of expanding the land a little bit more. Um, remember, remember the ghost dimension? How it's in three D? You're like, guys, we found a special camera oh, that has filters. <laughs> <laughs> that 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 was so bad. God, that was the one that was really bad. 
That was unwatchable. But the rest of it, uh, I didn't mind. Well, it. except Man, for well, four. It's weird because, like, in the same way that, like, Brandon, like you were, like, people were obsessed with like Saw and all the intricate details that make up that plotline. Yeah. I was just so wrapped up in the mythology of the Paranormal Activity franchise. I'm like, I need to know where this goes. <laughs> I need to understand everything. <laughs> it's all gonna come. Uh, out. I actually, no, I do. I agree. I actually, I prefer. I think I prefer the Paranormal Activity movies to Saw. Because I, I like the fact that it's more about the scares as opposed to let's just gross you out. Mm-hmm. You know? well, that's fair. I, um, and part of that was like like when watching 4, 4 is a movie where it's like nothing really happens except the end is like where you finally get some like, okay, here's our, our latest check-in with where sure. the continuity of this series right. is going. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, I mean, we're using like what the exactly. Xbox is... Um, like well, and, and like to... Skype, and it was a little bit more like social media stuff in, in the fourth one, right? It was trying to be a little uh, clever, yeah, yeah, as far as yeah. technology goes. Just watch Unfriended. <laughs> yep. Uh, regardless. No. Regardless. No, don't watch the, that. The, uh, the, the original Paranormal Activity, um, I do think, is a, is, a, is a solid entry into this genre in its own way. Um, yeah. There are a lot of films I know we have not mentioned um, when it comes to this genre that we kind of alluded to earlier on. Um Special shout out to the Conjuring. The Conjuring really kind of brought horror, brought the horror haunted horse, haunted horse, haunted house back, and I I love it. I love those movies. So you know, there you go. I uh, I had on my list uh, that I I didn't mention fourteen oh eight. The uh-huh. oh, yeah. one, uh, the entity with Barbara Hershey, which is a very tough watch. So if you're taking recommendations here disclaimer it's a it's a tough one to watch it's about a woman who gets like raped a bunch by a uh, also based around. on a true yeah based on actual quote, based on a true story yeah right yeah, actually in, in that regard i was thinking of repulsion too Roman Paul yeah that film, one where yeah it's because yeah. it's it's not necessarily about the house it's about the state of mind but i think that's not too dissimilar for something like mother that you mentioned earlier Abe, or sure, other yeah, movies yeah. that are well well technically so so is a haunting I mean, if yeah, you think yeah. about the the Robert Wiseau, absolutely, it's her own kind of descent into madness. Mm-hmm. So you sure, yeah. you, you yeah. can look at that film b- both ways. So I guess that plays. I mean, we talked about that's like plots. another common theme. Yeah, I was gonna say we talked about the plots of horror movies. Madness, the descent into madness, necessarily because The Shining falls into that oh, obviously yeah. as well. I mean, absolutely, you know, and yeah. Event Horizon for that matter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, as as you say, um, just real quick, Amityville like, to the possession. Yes, it is. Yes. Yeah, um, baby. I, I had uh, there's a uh, Night of the Demons is one of my f- faves. Um, but I talk about that one a lot. Uh, Beetlejuice. Yeah, I had Beetlejuice. Oh on yeah, my Beetlejuice, yeah. and uh, uh, and I had Chris, Crimson Peak. Um, of yeah, that's one of them as well. Crimson so, Peak is so underappreciated. It is. I love that film. It's a beautiful movie. It's a gothic romance. goddammit. it. Well, Crim- Crimson it Peak. It's not, it's. it's Crimson Peak will in in time it will gain its I mean it already has its following but it'll it'll gain it'll gain yeah. its stature because it won't it'll be separated from the marketing which plays it up as you know a big ghost story which I get right. you know, I mean if you're gonna make a movie mm-hmm. like that for that money you gotta advertise it a certain way but I think in time yeah people will look back on that film and be like this is a really interesting project that deals with something that's yeah not not specifically about like the spookiness of it but just the 
mm-hmm. like you said, the gothic romance nature of it. He should have won the Oscar yeah. for this, not Shape of Water. <laughs> <laughs> for about ten years. From now. Ten years it's, from now. Yeah, but it's a, it, it is oh, an impeccably gosh. designed movie. I mean, it's when you give yeah, Del Toro a budget really to work cool. with, like something like that, it's fantastic. And yeah, the house design itself is wonderful. Oh yeah, Just the way the way it bleeds the um, was that it? wax? Oil, not oil, the not wax. It's it's um, is it oil? What is it? It's um. Like a weird substance. oil, I think. Yeah, it is oil, right? Okay, yeah. it's just red. It's just crimson. Yeah. That's why. But like, yeah. this the way mm-hmm. it's bleeding out of the walls. Like, it's such a cool effect. And the design of the ghosts in that movie are just really cool as well. Oh, totally. Yeah. Uh, Vin- uh, yeah. The House on Haunted Hill, um, with uh, Vincent Price, uh, as well yep. as the remake. I we talked about the remake a little bit. Yeah, beforehand. with Tay Diggs. Mm-hmm. With Tay with Tay Diggs, of course. Uh-huh. Uh, but no, the original with Vincent Price. I mean, that, that's a that's a William Castle film. That's the one that had gimmicks in the theater. Um, yep. It's like what like like. Was it in your seat? Buzzard, float, the original seats, floating skeletons, yes. that kind of stuff. The Thirteen Ghosts was another one, uh, which was ghosts, actually yeah. pretty, pretty decent remake. I'm sorry, I kind of like that remake. It was really silly, but I enjoyed it. Who's the, is Lillard in that one? Is Lillard? Yep. The, Shannon, yeah, Shannon yes. Elizabeth, Matthew yes, Lillard, and Tony Shalhoub. Shalhoub, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Sinister. That's a that that works as a haunted house movie. Yeah, right? they're they're certainly Absolutely. like cringe features Absolutely. in that movie but because you got like mr boogans like running around the attic like oh god just go scare him <laughs> yeah let, let me make those kids wake up and watch my eight millimeter films <laughs> yeah absolutely um the woman in black um sure, sure. yeah yeah daniel Radcliffe. Both that and the sequel uh, i mean well, you I can argue like as bad people yeah absolutely. I, I, oh, never, absolutely. I never 100 yeah yeah uh, speaking it's, of it's Del- all right it was fair Speaking of Del Toro, The Devil's Backbone, um, oh, yeah, yeah, which yeah, is yeah. similar mm-hmm. in the orphanage as far as kind of setting and whatnot, and it's that is one where like the location is just like there's ghosts there, but the location itself just has this eerie feeling because of the design. I mean, that's a Del Toro thing right there, but like there's literally a bomb unexploded in the middle of the yard for them. <laughs> it's, it's such a there's a lot of evocative imagery there that really works. Um, mm. Anything else regarding this topic? I think we've really covered haunted houses quite a bit here. Um, well, yeah, I think we've well, covered do, it. Well, don't forget, don't Abe's forget the evil from 1970. Don't forget the evil from 1970. I think 1978 with Richard Crenna. It is one of the sleaziest haunted house movies you've mm-hmm. ever seen. Uh, but I, I, I kind of love it, but it's kind of terrible. Uh-huh. Hmm. I, think, about... I believe it's on Amazon Prime. So if you want to watch it. The what about evil. house and what about house and house two the second story? Nothing for sure. For sure, <laughs> that's a clever yeah. name. It's it's a name. It's, yeah. yeah, it's one of the best. Uh, yeah, it's one of the best puns in a title yeah. ever. Well, yeah. you know, really, it's really before it. we wrap things up. I have a quick question for everybody here on the panel today. It's kind of just more of like, well, where would you like to see haunted houses go next? Kind of thing. You've talked about Event Horizon. That's a space thing, and we've talked about gothic ones and we talk about more modern day stuff like paranormal activity i mean what haven't we hit that we would still i, I we're always going to go see these types of movies but is there something that you think wow you know it'd be really fascinating to go there or approach this uh, the subject in this way you know well, I, I mean for me i i there's a reason those movies still exist there's a reason those movies are still we're still watching a movie like the Conjuring. When we've seen that before, because that it, it's it, I don't know. There's a primal fear with it. There's a very, you know, they, I don't think you need to necessarily push it forward. You just need to find a different way to tell it. Uh, 
all these movies that we've been mentioning all deal with the ghosts in a very unique way. Um, I, I don't know. I don't think you need to go anywhere. Just do it. Tell a good story. Sure. That's all you really need to do without a haunted house film. That's yeah, all you it, need to do. I think it just comes down to filmmaker ambition because I do think um, we, mm-hmm. we were just talking about like the madness of a character. I think in 2019, there are a lot of ways that the filmmakers have kind of explored things i mean things like aspect ratio changes honestly like that's become very in vogue it seems of late as far as not necessarily ascribing to just widescreen formats you get a lot i mean i'm seeing the in, the, the lighthouse tomorrow which i know is locked into the academy ratio so i mean there's Ooh, there's a I'll lot of that. there's a lot of things that you can do to open up how one registers the mind and what somebody's going through just by how you've decided to frame the camera and so doing that with a haunted house movie I think there's a lot of filmmakers out there that, you know, have seen haunted house movies before and can move forward with it now, taking in certain lessons and trying to do something unique in their own right. Because as we said, Mm -hmm. there's only so many kind of stories that you seem to be able to tell with haunted house movies to begin with. Sure. I mean, whether the location changes. It's like like Shakespeare, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, the location's only going to be so many things, whether it's a house, an apartment, a condo, you know, a spaceship, a submarine, an airplane. I mean, you can do all that, but I mean, you're still telling the same basic story. toaster. Mm -hmm. That's what I want to see, a movie about a haunted toaster. I think that'd be really cool. Is it going to be called Toasted? Toasted, yeah, exactly. I like it. <laughs> Brendan, any thoughts? Toasted and ghosted, I like it. Any th- no, no, not at yeah. all. I, I do think they've taken things with the haunted house in interesting directions. As there was um, some like mobile uh, games and VR games that take yeah. your normal sure. house and add stuff to it when you see look through that lens, and and it makes it a personal experience. Um, but as far as cinema, just continue to make achievements in sound design, get good directors with talent and atmosphere, and you can just do new spins on the old concept. I don't know that there is, I'm not saying there isn't anywhere you can go in the future, but, um, mm-hmm. and we'll know it when we see it. But I mean, the classic formulas works out just fine now as it comes back around as mo- much of horror does. We're back in a, uh, I think we're kind of maybe slashers are coming back. Um, we've been in a, time of religious horror and ghost story or and haunted house stories yeah. possession so sure um yeah i i'm just excited for when the torture porn comes back you know oh yeah because that's well, a, I mean, that's a chris rock saw next year guys there we go yep <laughs> all right cool chris rock and sam jackson sawing it up saw buddies <laughs> sb220 there you go uh <laughs> well let's wrap right. things up yeah, that's that's gonna that's gonna do it for our, our haunted house horror special. Uh, we got some cool stuff on the way. We got some ideas. I'm, we haven't talked too much about what we're what we're gonna do next as of yet. We, but we know we know the topics we plan to cover. Uh, so stay tuned uh, for next week's horror episode. But until then, where can people find all of you guys' uh, work online? Uh, Brandon Peters. Uh, you can find me uh, at whitesoulblue.com. Um and uh, my podcast called Cinema Cavalcade, which uh, we're you know we do horror movies in. October, of course, because, you know, we're pumpkin spice latte basic bees like everybody else. Um, <laughs> our current, yeah. uh, our next episode after this post will be uh, Legend of the Werewolf from 1975 starring Peter Cushing, which is a pretty rare title as it's never been released on uh, DVD or Blu-ray or anything like that. And we have uh, Russell McGee, who's a sound uh, engineer for Big Finish Productions, uh, on to discuss that movie with us. Very exciting. Oh. 
Jimmy O, where can people find more of you? Uh, you can find me at joeblow.com, arrowinthehead.com. You can all the Twitter and all the. Although I, I will, I will embarrassingly enough, I will say I'm also on Cameo. So if you want me to give you a shout out for your birthday or something, you can word go. up, I, man. I'm on Cameo, man. Woo! <laughs> Woo! But I can, can do find... that for a little bit of money, you know. <laughs> Woo! There you go. You can find everything I do over at thecodazeek.com. Everything I do ends up over there. I'm, I'm, and I'm on Twitter at Aaron's PS4. Abe? Instagram, Abe.Mullo, Twitter.com, slash BallersMoose, hashtag never going to watch the innkeepers. Ooh, you, you should watch, watch that, that movie. That movie's, there's too you much guys just said that you guys are still haunted by two jump scares. Yeah, well, it's a yeah, good movie, but it's, but it's a fun movie it. to watch as well. It's good I'm going to watch it with oh, yeah, no volume. Should. I'll report back to the, to the audience members later. You need to hear all yeah, the dialogue. You definitely should watch it. You definitely should watch it right That's the now. First one you should watch. Yeah. yeah, I agree. <laughs> uh, you know you can find our podcast. We're on everywhere you can find podcasts. There's our Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram pages. You can follow all those. As I said, we'll be back next week with another horror special. But until next time, thank you, Brandon and Jimmy, for joining us this evening. Hey, thanks for having us on. Oh, thank you. Yeah. And uh, until then, until next time, so long. And sleep tight. Ooh.